For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Football player has scored 100 points in a single contest. The previous record, 78, had been set by Chamberlain earlier in the season. Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. It's never been more important to make sure your business can be found online. Now, here's the good news for Lansing business owners. Town Square can help you find more local customers online. You'll get premium web... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Roast out on sports. Lansing Sports Station. The game, 738. Starring the Dean of Lansing Area Sports, Tim Stout. The Sparrow Stout on Sports is Michigan's longest running sports radio show. Give Tim a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517 300 4263. And you can email him at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating nearly 30 years on the radio in mid Michigan, here's the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout. On behalf of our Partner, Shaheen Chevy Cadillac. Make him your partner. Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. And welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. It's the home of the local sports shows in our area. Coming to you live from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. Driven Collision is at 3200 West Main Street in Lansing. Where is it? I-496 West Lansing Road. Exit up the hill on the right. No problem. No harm, no foul. Joe Laird's people say good morning from Driven Collision at 977-0955. And I'll get you going here in just a moment with maybe the Driven Collision story of the day, let alone a Pure Green Smith Tree breaking sports moment that just came in, which will make the sports news you heard two minutes ago obsolete from the uh, Michigan News Radio Network or whatever it's called that we carry at the top of the hour. Uh, Brock's here. I'm Tim. If you're listening around the world, it's just an overcast day. Cloudy. It's in the 30s. We'll get, I guess, somewhere a little bit higher than that. I don't know how much snow and slush we'll get tomorrow, but the high tomorrow is 37, and most of it, I guess, which is expected tomorrow, and it's a first alert weather day, according to Channel 10 tomorrow with mid-Michigan. It'll probably be more sloppy than anything else. Thursday's always a busy day, especially in March, and so we have a very busy show today. Join us at any time on the Culligan Water Hotline, 342-63. Our email address is tim.stout at wilx.com. Next week, we observe our 30th anniversary of Stout on Sports. Okay, that'll be Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We have had a number of our good, loyal sponsors for years and years and years who have asked how they can be a part of it. We appreciate so many long loyalties. Farm Bureau Insurance came in here yesterday and dropped off five huge gift packs, which we will give away to callers next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Nothing formal, nothing big, nothing different. It's just at the end of the days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday next week, because Wednesday is the actual day. We went on the air for the first time March 8, 1993. So next Wednesday is March 8, 2023. 
And on Wednesday, from all the callers, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, one of you gets a round-trip uh, flight for two up until June 30th on Avello Airlines, Lansing to Orlando and back. Okay, that's the grand prize giveaway next Wednesday, but we've got a number of other terrific, and one of you might win that at another gift along the way, Monday and Tuesday. It's just kind of what we do. So uh, some of our sponsors uh, have wanted to become involved with that. Dominic Magaldi and all the great people at Sparty's Coney Island and Frandor came up with this. They always have half-price Tuesday days for Coney Dogs. Okay, that continues. But next Wednesday alone, uh, anybody in Sparty's next Wednesday, when you check out, uh, makes reference to uh, Happy Anniversary Tim or Happy Anniversary Stout on Sports, your bill gets discounted 30% anytime during next Wednesday only, okay, as part of our 30th anniversary year. We thank Dominic and Sparty's and everybody there. Whenever you're there, tell Dominic that we set you. So that's next Wednesday. Anything else we get of note, we'll pass on between now and next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We already have a Pure Green Smith Tree breaking sports moment. We discovered it about a minute ago. Pure Green Smith Tree, and they've been a longtime partner wonderful guys 703 1111 for anything landscape or tree issues whatever it may be at any time of the year pure green uh, smith tree is at 703 1111 and driven collision this will be a driven collision story of the day i'll preface that by mentioning that we got a lot of stats to pass on today of things that are noteworthy and things that are trivial already coming in this morning brock has only shaken his head 250 times at things i've said to him quality dairy more than 80 years young okay during this lenten season. The bakery items are wonderful. All right. At Quality Dairy, they are every time of the year. They have melting moments, ice cream sandwiches by the pack in their cases, and a whole lot more. Reliable. Reliability. Okay. All the time. Every day in our area from Quality Dairy. Here, now, the driven collision story of the day may change. As of 10-11 this morning, Brock, do your thing. The Detroit Red Wings today, this morning, acquired a first-round pick in the 2024 NHL Entry Draft and a fourth-round pick in the 2025 NHL Entry Draft from the Boston Bruins in exchange for left-winger Tyler Bertuzzi. He goes to Boston, who has the best record in the NHL as a legitimate Stanley Cup championship contender, all right? And uh, Brock claims the Red Wings would have had a difficult time in the offseason signing him. He would have been an unrestricted free agent on uh, July 1st. The Detroit News says that no real red-hot contract negotiations uh, ever materialized between the Red Wings and Bertuzzi. He's the one who got in a fight the other night in Ottawa. They got the worst of it. But he goes. So during the, and the NHL trade deadline is 3 p.m. tomorrow. So whether or not there's more on the table or more in the works or not, if we get it, you get it, all right? Or any other noteworthy NHL trade that comes in while we are on the air. So yesterday, the Red Wings got draft picks for Philip Roenick. He goes to uh, the defenseman, Philip Roenick, goes to Vancouver. So what, Brock, they got two first-round picks in these two deals, right? One for Bertuzzi and one for... Uh, Ronick and there are a couple other draft picks thrown in there. And then, of course, as you did hear on the news, uh, the Red Wings did manage to re-sign their three-year captain, 26-year-old Dylan Larkin, eight years, $69.6 million. Yep, just shy of $70 million. Had you, to, would, ha- yes, I would have re-signed him. Yes. You, you would have made that deal? Yes. Uh, all right. He's our best player. Uh, they, have, they have something they can build around now. Now they've got to build around it. Uh, We'll begin the morning with a Sparrow, uh, Stout on Sports, Gillespie Group High School Salute.
The Gillespie Group is renowned for quality and dedication, honored to salute a high school standout uh, each day in any way right here on the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Could it get possibly that much better, that much more exciting, that much more dramatic than last night's State High School Hockey Tournament Division I Region Two Championship game at Mun Arena, which went six overtimes before the Capital City Capitals defeated Eastside by a score of one to nothing. It was nothing-nothing through five overtimes at Mun Arena. And then Capital City scored and won the game and got the regional championship trophy on the Monarina ice. Last night, uh, Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central defeated Muskegon Mona Shores 3-1. So the quarterfinals in the State High School Division I hockey tournament, uh, it'll be Capital City. The Capital City Capitals will play Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central 5.30 p.m. this Saturday. And that'll be at Suburban Ice East Lansing. Semifinals and finals next week. The Gillespie Group. Is proud of its projects near and far in Michigan. Great recognition from many organizations, governmental bodies, and the like. They have great properties everywhere. And on behalf of Pat, his 90 employees, and the entire Gillespie group, they salute not one, but both teams. All right, East Side and the Capital City Capitals on a terrific competition last night. One of the best uh, games uh, ever played in this area. We No one remembers whether there's ever been two greater Lansing High School hockey teams that played for a regional title in the state tournament, but they did last night. And it went six overtimes before um, Capital City won by a score of one to nothing. If you were there, how about being a reporter and give mm. us a, give us a you know give us a, a view from the stands? What did you see? What did you think? Uh, you can get to us on that on the Culligan Water Hotline at three hundred forty two sixty three. Uh, we are now set for the uh, d- district championship games. In the girls' high school state basketball tournament, all of them in our area tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Brock says there are approximately, depending on what you define as the boundaries in our area, about 15 girls' teams still alive. That obviously is going to get cut down dramatically in the district title game. So I said to him, the noteworthy game tomorrow night in girls' district championship basketball in the state tournament finds Lansing Catholic versus Hazlitt at Eaton Rapids at 7 o'clock yep, in Division 2. Yep. And uh, Hazlitt beat them earlier by 10 at Catholic with the one game they played. So I said to Brock, I said, if I gave you Hazlitt in 3.5 tomorrow night, who would you take? And Brock said Hazlitt. I would take Hazlitt. I think they would. They would. Catholic has now won 17 of its last 18. Yep. Its lone loss was to Hazlitt. Yep, correct. By 10 points. They're playing home. very well. The, uh, the Richard sisters, Anna and Leah, are really, really good players. they got a good senior... When they were up yesterday, something like... They played the early game. Mm-hmm. So in the office yesterday, somebody Joey sent Joey Ellis over there. He says, he says, what's well, 22 to 2? How long do you want me to stay? That we're playing Eaton Rapids, the host team, is that who it was? Yeah, I believe so. And I don't know what the final was, but at that point, you know, it's play it out and get it over with. And then did Catholic beat Williamston last night? That was a close game, wasn't it? was it close not? for a while, yeah. And that's all. You might as well give us the. I'll give you the winners right now. Give, oh. me, the, give me the other five local district finals, and then they oh, don't have to play. I'll now, give you the. Now you're going to make me work because I got to find them. I'll take Hazlitt, but I'm, but I'm telling you right now, it, I would not be surprised in any way if Catholic pulled it out. Uh, there's a very good team that ends its season tomorrow night with no district title. All right, either uh, Catholic or Hazlitt. One of the two is going to end its season tomorrow night uh, with a loss with a very good season. Or I give you the I'll give you the winners. Go ahead. Okay, uh, we'll start in Division One here. Hang on. Now, where they play? They're all at seven o'clock tomorrow night, all... and then of course Friday night frenzy on Channel Ten tomorrow night eleven fifteen. It goes with the state tournament hand in hand. You already know that. But at any rate, just as a reminder, if you want all this tomorrow night at eleven fifteen plus the opening night coverage of the Big Ten hockey. Tournament, 
tournament, plus any coverage of local interest in the Big Ten women's basketball tournament, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, DeWitt plays Grand Ledge at Waverly High School. Okay, so DeWitt wins that by eight. Okay. Uh, Holt plays Jackson Northwest, this at Mason High School. Holt wins that by six. Okay. All right. Division two, uh, you said Hazlitt. Hazlitt's going to win that by four. Okay. You got that as a close game. All right. Well, I, I, I think Catholic's good. And I think it's, you know... I think, but Hazlitt's better, in but, my opinion. But, but the pressure to me is more on Hazlitt. I agree. No, no, I agree with that. That I agree with. But you mentioned the good players on Hazlitt, and they got a lot of good players. But They're Catholic's best got starting them, too. Five. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I think Hazlitt's got but a little I, bit But I more. would say, yeah, Hazlitt's probably the favorite. Portland against Ionia at Lakewood. Close game, Portland by three. Okay. What right. else you want? <laughs> <laughs> what else do you need? Do you disagree with any of them so far? Uh, I think some of these are going to be, some of these are going to be uh, bigger spreads than you think. Uh, well, they will, they well might, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But I don't want to Dean curse any of them either. Let Seabush uh, curse them. You well, know, I, I don't haven't wanna, done that with. The I like the coaches that say who text me and say, "Please don't pick us to win. Please yeah. don't yep. pick us to win." Yep. And it could be in any sport, any school, any year, exactly. any time. Exactly. Please don't pick us to win. How much is it worth to you? For 10 bucks, I'll pick against you. All right. Uh, Paloma Westphalia against Ovid Elsie at Bath High School. That'll be PW. Okay. Dansville against Langsburg at Dansville. Dansville's good. I'll take Dansville by nine. Yep. I agree. And finally, Portland or uh, Portland St. Patrick at Fowler, playing at Fowler, Division Four. Fowler knocked him out last year. Fowler's the two-time defending state champs. Yeah, but they're not the same team. No. But neither is Portland State. That's a toughie. Jack Fowler. I'll take Fowler by three. Okay. You right. want to disagree with any of those? Okay. Mm, like so I the, said, I disagree with the spreads. All right. So the, all the winners tomorrow night then go on to the regionals next Tuesday and Thursday because the boys' districts next week and, are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we'll have a game tomorrow night at 645. Eric and I haven't decided yet really? what game we're well, going to do. Well, I would think it's obvious. I would think it isn't even an issue. Well, there's weather issues and oh, stuff well, like that. Oh, well, I don't that. know. I mean, uh, the game itself, the, the, you know, look, uh, as girls, as interest in girls' area high school basketball goes, the two best teams in the area meeting each other clearly are Catholic and Hasley. Well, playing each other. Playing yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, Catholic's not as good as a couple of the other teams, like Holt. I don't know. I think Catholic's pretty good. And well, they, they've been getting better, 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 they're, better, they're, better. Well, you've seen them more than I have, so yeah. i got to give Holt, you that. Holt and DeWitt are a little bit better than than, uh, than Lansing Catholic, but uh, in my opinion, I've seen all those teams. Now, we're so. going to be on the air today and just about get to halftime of the uh, Michigan State-Nebraska women's game up in Minneapolis. That starts at 12.30 on the Big Ten Network and WJIMAM yep. 1240. will have and the Michigan call. plays Penn State in the nightcap. Michigan will beat Penn well, State. Well, no, that's the second game of this afternoon. That's what they I'm saying. They play the second of four. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's Michigan you plays the nightcap. The nightcap, the nightcap of the, the fourth game. The nightcap of the doubleheader. Okay. And then they play two tonight. There's two and then they get tonight. down to eight. Four, the, the, there's four teams in the tournament, and they're all getting a bye today. We'll see you tomorrow. Those four are the teams that are left. Indiana, Iowa. Maryland and uh, Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, and Ohio State. And Ohio State and and, and Michigan and Michigan's Ohio, the fifth. They're seat. the fifth uh, because they had their two best players suspended, but one of them's back. 
Yeah, that's my understanding. They won't need any of them to beat beat Penn State. So the the two. I mean, uh, I still get a kick out of this Michigan State coach who just goes on and on and on and on and on about how great the Big Ten women. I'm watching that yesterday. It looked like four high school teams to us watching in the office. I mean, mercifully, Minnesota Northwestern got knocked out and the season's over. And then, boy, they got work to do for next year. But Penn State and Rutgers survive. But Rutgers plays Illinois. I mean, I guess Illinois is probably the favorite there. Um, I'm not as sold on them as everybody else seems to be. But the, the four teams of the tournament play tomorrow. These are all because the winner of the Michigan State-Nebraska game is going to get Indiana tomorrow at 1230. And believe me, the Indiana team that lost at the Breslin Center in December is not the Indiana team. Either Nebraska or Michigan State will see tomorrow. But that goes on all day on the Big Ten Network. That and more. Then I found a few little things that had Brock shaking his head, knowing full well when I walked in the door this morning, he'll get a neck strain from shaking his head yeah, when I pass this yes, on. Yes, because this is stuff that t- Tim and only Tim thinks about or cares about because pretty much no one else cares. But this is Tim we're talking but about. the quality so dairy stats are fantastic. We'll go to break. And then what other men's basketball? There were two men's basketball games last night. We'll get to that. And, and, and as I said to Brock, when's the last time in an NBA game you saw a technical foul call because somebody called a timeout. The team didn't have it. seen it happen a couple times. That and more coming back. And this is the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Right now, when you buy six select items, you'll save $3, including Prego Pasta Sauce, Dan and Light and Fit, or Oiko's Greek Yogurt, and Meyer Food Storage Bags. Plus, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products are buy six, save $3, plus deposit where applicable. And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. It is always golf season at Michigan State's Forest Acres Complex. The pro shops have terrific closeouts on special apparel and merchandise. Great for gift giving. Check the website at any time for the latest on golf activities. That's golf.msu.edu. Call 355-1635 for any information on tee times and availabilities and practice anytime in the heated stalls on the East Course. The 2023 season will be better than ever. So always think golf is ongoing at MSU's Acres Golf complex. We all want more out of work and out of life. More top line ideas, more bottom line results, more support on the job to get us more time away from the job. To get more, it helps to have a trusted partner like Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Blue Care Network. It doesn't matter how big or small your business is. We help you stretch dollars and offer the health care coverage you want so you can focus on your job and life away from it. To see what Blue Cross can do for you, visit timeformore.com. The finest in Mexican food in our area, the three Qdoba Mexican Eats restaurants, Grand River Avenue in Okemos and East Lansing, Clippert Street in Frandor, 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Dine-in, take-out, catering, they have all those services for you. Google Qdoba restaurants in Okemos and see for yourself all the amenities that they have for you. At Qdoba, they offer customizable entrees to let you create your own meal masterpiece, fearlessly explore new favors at the Qdoba restaurants today. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better? Or create For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center. You always mention Stout on Sports at that one location. You always get 10% off. Open 1030 to 10. You can even call in advance to have your order delivered to you curbside right on time. No waiting in line at 374-1301. Okay? You'll love all the different options you have from Culver's, especially at this time of the year when you want to use the drive through Culver's has been red hot. Again, call in advance with your order at Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center, 374-1301. Bull Janitorial is red hot these days. Tough days for all of us. They clean commercial and industrial properties and absolutely clean those properties to the whisker. They provide emergency cleanup services. They're accepting new customers, but they do have a bit of a waiting list, okay? They have a large supply chain that protects customers. They never run out of things like toilet paper, cleaning products, things that customers rely upon. Try Bull Janitorial to make your workspace, your company, neat and and clean every day. Have you run over one of those potholes lately? Your vehicle suspension, steering exhaust, and other undercar components can be seriously compromised when you hit one of them. Now take a minute and give Lake Lansing Road Mobile a call to set up an appointment for an undercar inspection today. Their certified techs will inspect, repair, and put you at peace of mind that you can continue to safely maneuver the next pothole that comes your way. Call or stop by today. An undercar inspection. Lake Lansing Road Mobile. Lake Lansing Road and US-127. Call 484-2300. We've partnered for years with our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. You always get fast delivery and a variety of specials every day. Order online at cottagein.com. Convenient locations all over our area, especially East Lansing and Okemos. Cottage and Pizza offering a wide variety of gourmet pizzas, and you can build your own just the way you want. Handmade dough closes at 11.30 each night. Way to go, George Hoover, with the continued growth and success of our official pizza, Cottage in gourmet pizza. Mid-Michigan Tax is there to solve the tax problems for you. Filing deadline April 17th. Okay, it's getting closer, closer, closer. Why don't you get a partner for you for the rest of time? That's Mid-Michigan Tax led by Deb Alderding. And we get it. We, people calling here and praise her all the time and her staff. Well, yeah. All right. 694-9545. Get an appointment. 694-9545. And for the insurance end of it, Evan Wilson. Climax Insurance. He's the senior vice president at 816-2000. It gives even more la- uh, latitude and giving you an insurance policy of any type that'll work for you. Online, get the details, ClimaxInsurance.com. Hit the request to quote button, get a free gift card, spend it any way you want, no obligation. But then let the negotiations begin on a better deal for you. Evan Wilson on the phone as well, 816-2000. From the White Law PLLC Studios, Lansing Sports Leader. The game, 7.30 a.m. We're live in the Driven Collision Studios. We have another Pure Green Smith Tree breaking sports moment that just came in, and this could change a number of games tomorrow uh, in the area. This comes in from the high school athletic director at Lansing Waverly, Scott Castile. I'll read it all. Due to impending weather conditions, Waverly High School, in cooperation with the visiting athletic directors and game officials, have decided to move our MHSAA district final game Friday night between DeWitt and Grand Ledge. Tip-off time has been moved up from 7 o'clock to 5.30 p.m. 
So uh, that uh, kind of knocks you guys out of yep. doing that game. Yep. No, that was on the table as a possibility, but because uh, Beanie's on from four to six, yep. that means that uh, now what happens if they all get moved up to five thirty because of the weather? Yeah. Just because Waverly picked it, that doesn't mean anybody else can't move things That's up. That's true. That's uh, true. At any rate, if you're interested, okay, tomorrow the uh, girls' championship game at Waverly between DeWitt and Grand Ledge because of the weather possibilities. Uh, that game has now been moved from 7 o'clock to 5.30. So there you go. Uh, so the basketball last night, let's see. Uh, the Bulls, what, they had a 20, was it 24, 21, 22? Something uh, like that. In the NBA, those leads mean absolutely zero. So the Pistons get them all the way back and tie them. And then what was it? Jalen Durwas, who's the guy? Who, who's the er, Jaden Ivey? Jaden Ivey inbound, trying to inbound the ball down by two in the final seconds. Calls a timeout. They call the Chris Webber timeout. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yep. So with the free throws and the possession, the Bulls get more than a one possession lead in the final ten seconds, and the Pistons hit a meaningless three off the backboard with like two seconds left. And you know they still and Chicago still had to get the ball in bounds, and they did, and they were able to run the clock out. So the quality dairy stats: Pistons fifteen wins, 48 losses, 19 games to go, 10 home, 9 away. They're at Cleveland Saturday night. Cleveland lost by 4 at Boston last night. I just dabbled at that and saw that Boston hung on to win. And then they are home next week, Monday and Wednesday, to play Portland and Washington. Now, they're in all these games. They don't win them, but they're in all them. So now they have the second. The, at, at this time yesterday, the Pistons had the third worst record in the NBA. They clearly have the worst record in the East. But in the West, San Antonio and Houston are pretty, pretty special. And uh, they now have the second worst record because San Antonio's a game ahead. They're 14 and 48. Excuse me. They're, uh, they got, no, they're 15 and 47, and the Pistons are 15 and 48. But, uh, but Houston has got 13 wins, Brock. Houston's 13 and 49. They've lost 11 straight. Yeah, uh, things aren't looking good. And on the other end, the quality dairy stat, I didn't realize the Milwaukee Bucks have won 16 straight games. In the NBA, that's hard to do. Isn't that hard to do? It is. And uh, despite that, they only have a half game lead on Boston. Okay, so. In the Eastern Conference. So now I'm dabbling around, and uh, I see Ohio State, uh, you know, they won at home over Illinois Sunday. They came in. Uh, to that game on Sunday in Columbus, three and fourteen in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So they beat Illinois to go to four and fourteen. So last night they're home with Maryland. Yeah, you know what do I tell you a thousand times? You get these teams on. And yesterday I'm crowing as oh, because I was on huge. And he says you got a dark horse in the Big Ten tourney. And I said not one that I'd bet the farm on, but I'll just throw Maryland out there. So they immediately go to Ohio State and lose last. And yep. they were behind the whole game. Mm-hmm. So now Ohio State comes into East Lansing Saturday with back-to-back home wins against Illinois and Maryland. And they'll get beat by 18 here. Whatever the line is, take Michigan State. Whatever the line is. And those two wins in Columbus will narrow the line. Mm. And believe me, the Buckeyes, they're just, you know, they're just the cannon fodder in here on senior day at noon on Saturday. At any rate, they won last night, so that didn't, I wasn't totally surprised by that. Uh, but then, so the next game is Penn State at Northwestern. And, of course, all we've heard all year is how great Northwestern is. You know the team, you know that Penn State is a half game behind Michigan State in overall record. Penn State's 18-12 and 12 and Michigan State's 18-11. and 11. Mm-hmm. Why does it seem like they're cavernous different? But at any rate, Penn State's got seven points. Because the schedule state. Penn Michigan State's got state seven plays. points with seven minutes to go in the first half. They got seven points. They're getting drilled. And I... I forget, and I looked this morning, and in overtime, Penn State wins 
Now, how do you explain that? And they were the road team. Yep, yes, they were. I know everybody loves Northwestern because, the, to me, their 20 and 10 is a little bit shaky 20 and 10. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I know you. because you're just going with the Northwestern stereotype, purple uniforms, they're no good. Well, I'm just telling you they lost on senior night, and now, they, they, now they're going to Illinois. I'm, I'm just telling you it's not ending well for them. Now, they go into the Big Ten tournament, and then all bets are off on that. But I... I don't know. I think they're worn down a bit. But, you know, maybe Penn State's dangerous. I give Penn State credit. They could have fought. That's a very I think good that, win. I think that coach. Micah Shrewsbury. I think uh, look out for him at Notre Dame. He's been mentioned for Notre Dame. He's been mentioned for so, Notre Dame. So, speaking of the Irish, you know, uh, here's another classic. You re- you remember, you know, I'm going to tell you. Northwestern's at Rutgers, by the way. Is that where Sunday it is? Sunday night, yeah. T- uh, flip a coin. Okay. I'll take Rutgers. Okay. They played so bad, they're due to win at home. Okay. And Northwestern will be perfect for them. Be close. Okay, so do you? Re- I think the upset of Power 5 matchups this year has got to be Notre Dame-Michigan State. Notre Dame won that game in South Bend back in December, 70-52. to 52. You know what Notre Dame's record is now after winning last night? 11-19. and 19. Yeah. 11 and then 3-16 and 16 in the ACC. And they beat Michigan State 70-52. to 52. But last night is the final game after 23 years at Notre Dame for Mike Bray. And they beat Pittsburgh, snuck into the top 25. And they'll be sneaking back out again after Notre Dame beat them 88-81 last night. But the game I watched, was the, as you did, was the end of the Auburn and Alabama game. Because I want to see this kid that's in trouble with a gun problem. So I want to see Brandon him. Miller. Yeah. As, as I'm watching him. And, and uh, when I tune in, it's 66-49, to 49, Auburn leading at Alabama. All right, with six minutes to go. And Alabama rips off 17 straight, now we're tied. And they end up going to overtime. And it's, the Alabama crowd sounded like an Alabama football crowd. First of all, it was this, wild. this kid has no problem playing at home. Whatever he did, and whatever you think. Allegedly. The Alabama home crowd is very supportive. You could say that. And I had never seen the... I mean, I didn't remember him from the Michigan State game because Alabama beat Michigan State in Portland, and I want to say it was 81-70, to and they were ahead the whole game. But they're ranked number two, right, Alabama? With this kid, they're, they're ranked... They're in the top five, at least. He's good. Yeah. I oh, told yeah, Brock, is. I said, trust me. He's First good. of all, he hasn't been charged with anything. So if he gets to the NBA draft, knowing the NBA, they won't say boo about anything like that if that kid is available because he's a good player. He's good. He's really good. He's really good. And if Alabama's going to make a run, it would seem to... You know, they've, they've, they've fought off massive criticism because yes. they're playing this kid, right? And, and if they're playing him now, if they're playing him now, why are they going to suspend him down the road? I don't see that. I mean, they're playing him now. So, at any rate, so, but, but the classic was watching this Auburn coach, Bruce Pearl. I said to Brock, he had to lose 15 pounds last night, ranting and raving, screaming, yelling. To me, he is the reason that crowds are incited, that there's no respect for officiating or what. He's, he never sat down the time I saw him. He's up raining and raving. And then after the game, he's just ripping up the officials. Yeah, he had just three, ripping them up. He had three guys foul out, and uh, he lost another guy in overtime due to an ankle injury. Can you imagine what it, the world would be like in college basketball? And I'm talking mostly about the major colleges. If the rule changed that no coach at any time during a game can leave the bench cannot stand up he must be seated when plays active that's never going to happen can you imagine the adjustment issues there would be tim you don't live that well because i know you the the reason you bring it up is because you support it 
Well, I'm just saying if Bruce Pearl's up the entire game, and he's got all a these sh- coaches. He are has up. A, he, let's just say he has a shaky reputation. We, we all know that in yes. his career, but, but and Auburn's better with him. Don't get me wrong; they are. he's got some players. If, if they're on the bubble, I guess for the NCAA, and the, the, the reason he's mad is if they had beaten number two ranked Alabama, that, put, that been, probably would have got him in. Now yeah. it's my. I tell you what, you don't want to play Auburn's good. And they're in and that place is like a typical Auburn Alabama sporting event. I mean, the Alabama crowd's going crazy. They don't have that kid. Uh, what's Brant Miller? Is that his name? Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. He's good. You know, yeah. Watching, he's good. I, <laughs> I can, to be honest with you, Alabama. I can see in a way why they're willing to fight off the endless criticism they're getting for this kid playing over the so-called alleged... I mean, he hadn't been charged with anything, nor has he violated anything legally per se. And he's probably not going to get yeah, charged. Well, it doesn't probably look like not. at any rate. So I watch that, and then, and then the Pistons commit the, the timeout problem. Now, I, that's the first time I've seen temper from Dwayne Casey. He was mad. Yeah, he was not happy. Because the Pistons had a chance. Not that the games matter a whole lot, but they would have come back and won. So, so we've got so those. So, so what did you watch? Did you see anything else last night? A little bit of a little bit of all of that. Uh, just a little bit of all of that. It's, it's you, you just channel surf, you know. Well, now we're into March. So now the March. So now we've got four women's Big Ten tournament basketball games that are on today. It, it, and so the first thing, because I've got these guys conditioned, and it's the first thing Fred said to me. What, what are the crowds like in the Target Center in Minneapolis for the women's tournament? I said, you know, look, I can't see the whole thing. It looks like there's three or 400 in there. Most of them are wearing Minnesota shirts because it's in Minnesota's backyard, and Minnesota's playing the first game. They're awful. They got knocked out. I don't know how a coach... I, I wish some of these coaches with a straight face would just say, don't ask me about the strength of the league. I got all I can do to get our team ready to play whoever we play next, and if we don't, you know... But instead of going on and on and on and on about how great these leagues all are at any level, it, it, I mean, just wipe it out. Don't put it in front of I mean, it's just nothing but rhetoric. But how any coach with a straight face can say that top to bottom in the Big Ten watching those four play yesterday. Our guys were, when we're watching that on the wall, we were talking about some of the video that we've covered of the top high school girls teams and games in this area. And we were saying, or at least I was saying, the quality of play at some of the area top girls games looks better than this of these bottom four in the Big Ten tournament. Lyles and Lansing, he's up on the Thursday morning Sparrow Stout on Sports. Good morning. Yeah, I got a question. Uh, primarily for Brock because he's more of an expert. Have yeah. you noticed that these high school announcers are beginning to sound like the professional announcers, uh, they they just scream and uh, three and why why are we doing that? Um, You're talking about public address announcers. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. They they're just trying to get the crowd riled up. That's all they're doing. Since you brought this up, we have a at the five thirty news today on channel ten at five thirty, which will be about five thirty five when it airs. There's a two minute forty second feature I did on Michigan State's public address announcer Jeremy Sampson, and it was produced by Fred. What a break for him. Yeah, it was a tremendous break. Well, because Fred produced it, I you know I I hosted, but Fred produced it. It's very well done. It's a very good and, and it will air again on the Sunday Stout Show on Channel Ten at eleven o'clock Sunday. Well, let I mean, me go set my DVR. Go set for if it's well done. Fred edited it real well, and Jeremy's a good interview too. He's the PA guy at Michigan State, and we get all the screaming and yelling and all that. I mean, I look to answer your question without having heard most of this. I'm sure a lot of them want to emulate and are told to emulate exactly what you hear in all of these arenas. Uh. And, 
and they do it with the starting lineups, not just a basket that's scored. Oh, they just trying to imitate. I mean, John, in the, John in the, NBA, in the NBA, the starting lineups, we got flame throwing, we've got fireworks, we got all that for the starting lineup. I mean, it's just how, how much more out of uh, wild, you know, introduction. And it's been that way in the NBA for years. Years, yeah. Say, say Brock and I were head coaches at a high school game, and you were an official, and we were chirping at you. How, how would you approach us? Would you warn us, or would you just say? Pal. Well, if I could get away with it, I would probably use one of my limbs to indicate that both of you are number one in my book. <laughs> well, Tim, you want you want the coaches to just sit on the bench and not do anything. No, what I'm saying is is if if you want to eliminate, in my opinion, a lot of the problems in basketball at the highest levels, okay, just all you have to do is tell them you're going to sit on the bench, and it's as simple as that. I mean, they basically have that close to that now in the high school. They don't have near the problems with the high school coaches they once had. They can't sit there the whole game, but they're restricted, okay? I, uh, can't, believe that, I can't believe that McCafferty walked out there and did what he did the other night in that Michigan State game. I just couldn't believe but, but, it. And they just... Yeah, but I see, what, the, but where I think that could have been solved very, very handily is if the... I don't know any of the other... I don't know. I saw what you saw. It's just explain to him very calmly, if you continue... If where you are and what you're doing, I'm warning you now, you're going to get a second technical foul and get kicked out of the game. And to be honest with you, I think McCaffrey expected it, and he was losing the game. We're going to lose the game, and I'm more than happy to leave. I, I think he expected that because he knew he was going to lose the game. But the official I mean, didn't say cool. it. I mean, he turned on the end line. To me, if you properly warn someone in advance, look, it's your call. If you continue, then you're going to get this. If you, you know, but you got a chance now to redeem yourself. I've seen it in basketball games at every level where an official will warn a player, get your hands off him. Yep. If, if you get your hands off him, if you keep that up, I'm going to call a foul. But get your hands off him, and I'll give you know, and I won't call it because I don't think officials want to put players out of the game. Well, they and they, and they don't want a hundred free throws in the game, and they don't either. want a hundred free throws. But 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 the good ones in my opinion, will you know, talk to some of these players yep. and warn them, if you do that again, I'm going to have to call a foul. So get your hands, or, or on dead balls, you'll see, especially at the college level, you'll see on dead balls at times, officials talking to players, or talking to players coming out of timeouts back on the floor. They're talking yep. to players, telling them, look, I I can't let you get away with that anymore. You're going to have to back off that blah, blah, that blah. That happens blah. in the NBA all the yeah, time. Yeah, in the NBA it always happens. You're telling the players what you can and can't do, and if you continue to do it, then I have to call a foul. I buy into all that, but I think that basketball enables if you can, because frankly, it's part of the game anymore. Can I persuade an official with my behavior to give us a call? I mean, at the college level, it clearly is an issue. You, you know, he's down there yelling. I got to yell on my end of it because I got to be. Able, you know, it's all gamesmanship more than anything else, which I think is too bad. But that's the way it it's developed today, right? So. It is, and uh, I worked with a guy at GM. He was a high school official, and he, he would go to the players, the coach, and say, hey, I'm going to ring him up. You better tell him. But to and, answer your question, if I was officiating a game, both of you were coaching, there's no way I'm going to throw either of you out. I want both of you there sweating your bullets. I want both <laughs> of you there sweating bullets. I want to see both of you struggle and realize that your your livelihood's based on how I call this game, and it's going to be who I kind of like and who I don't like tonight. You know, and I'll kind of, there'll be a very key call at the end of the game. You see? Brock, and our, Brock our careers might be real short. Yeah, I right. think so. All right. 
I might say to you the time out, I say, uh, so how much is a good call here in the fourth quarter worth to you? If you, <laughs> you, you, you take it from there, let me go down and talk to him and say, Brock, guess what? This guy just told me it's worth to him. What do you, you, you know, you get uh, you get to counter. I hope you got tape running. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, see you later. Have a good weekend. All right, to break we go, and back we come. Calling out our hotline is 342 Are you saying that I, my... My scruples would be in question if I was an official one. Well, Tim, knowing you, if we got up to a, applaud a play or something, you just you just put a technical foul on him. You're you're not on the bench like I want you to yeah, be. Yeah, but so. I don't want you guys out of the game because I want you to think your livelihood rests on how I call the rest of this game. And I'm willing to. I, I'm all ears at this point. I'm all ears, and we'll be right back. Here's what's on tap today here on the game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up at 12.15 on 12.40 WJIM, MSU women's basketball at the Big Ten Tournament. They're playing Nebraska this afternoon. Uh, coming up uh, here on uh, the Stout on Sports, Jeff Kimberly from the MHSAA is coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, scheduled to anyway. And we got uh, Jim Comperoni from SpartanMag.com with the Culligan MSU recruiting report. Uh, at 1 o'clock, Tiger baseball. Tigers are uh, playing in a Lakeland today against the Baltimore Orioles. Then at 4 offensive-minded with Beanie Howell. And at 645 on 1240 WJIM, Red Wings hockey hosting the Seattle Kraken. That's what's on tap. The game, 730 AM, WVFN. Tailgating season or any other special occasion, Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland are ready to make it great for you. The Antia family has created Tom's Food Centers and they upgrade the stores with new renovations on a consistent basis. And it's also so convenient to get in and out right away seven days a week. A lot of things on sale. The stores are fully stocked. They're neat, clean, sanitary. And for all those special occasions, you can dart in and out anytime, seven days a week. Try them. Tom's Food Centers in Okemos in Portland. Of all the recommendations that I've ever given you on this program through the years, no one goes higher than the Munn team for real estate advice. John and Jan Munn work as hard as anyone in the business, trust me. And they truly are realtors who get results. John's cell phone, 881 Jan's at 282-6781. And when they put the one-two whammy on a sale or to get you the best deal possible, you have the best people working for you. The Munn team, realtors who truly get results for anything real estate. Penn Station, East Coast Subs, are you ready for March Madness? You want the best dining anywhere for all those special games? Two locations across from the Lansing Mall and Clippert Street for Andor. There's always a special every month. How about the Reuben Sub for March? That may be the best special in my opinion, I'm up the mall. From Mark and Cheryl Kellogg, they say, hey, catering, carry out, whatever special occasion you have, there is no menu for subs like you'll find at Penn Station East Coast Subs, Clippert Street, Frandor, and across from the Lansing Mall. Breaking news. Tax refund shock is everywhere, but what is it? My tax refund shrank. Mine too. The culprit, Penn. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
You're seriously thinking of updating your home inside or out, okay? From personal experience, we fully endorse custom-built design and remodeling in Okemos. They added a massive deck to our home earlier this year. We offered them a video praising the quality of work and the entire experience. Online, go to custombuilt.com or call them at 881-9871. Get an appointment for whatever interests you. This company of Michael Flory is fabulous. We totally recommend them to help you. Custom-built design and remodeling at Okemos. When the yellow tags go up, the prices come down. The Shaheen Yellow Tag Sales Event has vehicles priced to sell. This 2018 certified Equinox was $20,000, now it's eighteen eight. This 2020 Silverado was $45,000, now just $39,000. This 2018 Trax was $60,000. Yellow Tag Sales Event. Mid-Michigan Tax and Accounting is moving to a new location. The number is the same, 694-9545, for Deb Allerding and her staff to give you the best tax and accounting help you'll find anywhere. The new address, all right, is located on the north end of Lansing near State Road, 15851 South US 27, Building 20, Suite 21. And if that's too much for you, call and get the direction, 694-9545, a new location now for Mid-Michigan tax and accounting. Leading Edge Golf has got a great big uh, demo day, and that's coming up tomorrow, okay, at Leading Edge of Ping. All the Ping stuff. Ping reps are in tomorrow at Leading Edge Golf in Okemos. Want to see all the new Ping equipment coming up on everything Ping, 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 Ping? Leading Edge Golf tomorrow, Jolly Road across from Okemos High School. You do not need a reservation, but it's recommended at 349-7274. Then when you're there, there's room for you to use the equipment and use the trackman and blah, blah, blah. A big day at Leading Edge Golf tomorrow, all day, the Ping demo day. If you have questions or reservations, call 349-7274. Sports talk and the best play-by-play in Lansing. It's just what we do. We're Lansing's number one source for sports talk. The game, 730 a.m. We're alive in the Driven Collision Studios. The Driven Collision, we have two stories of note in today. The girls game at Waverly tomorrow night for the district title. Uh, DeWitt and Grand Ledge has been moved up from 7 to 5.30 p.m. because of pending weather issues. Uh, and the Red Wings have traded Tyler Bertuzzi to the Boston Bruins today. That's an exchange for a first-round pick in the draft next year in another pick. And by the way, Leading Edge Golf not only has its uh, demo day with Ping tomorrow, Callaway's in on Saturday. Mm. So you can go back-to-back days. These are the final demo days of the season. Ping tomorrow, Callaway on Saturday at Leading Edge Golf. Culling Water Hotline 342-63. And Holt Karnak is with us up next on the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Tim. Uh, I was just checking. Um, I know that your 30th anniversary show is coming up next week, and I'm looking forward to kind of the guests and that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm actually kind of curious uh, this year sometime if your sto- your show is going to be uh, Michigan Medicine driven or how 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 is that? name change going to kind of go forward here? Well, I get a lot of, it's funny, I get a lot of people that have asked me, so when the University of Michigan formally takes over the Sparrow Health System, so how is that going to change if it changes anything of the namesake? Because Sparrow is a partner with us. Uh, They're the first, uh, we have, up until last year, we had never 
uh, annexed uh, naming rights to this program. I, I just never, I, I, one reason was I wanted to make sure it was a comfortable fit. Well, I've been around Spiro in one way or the other since 1989, since the beginning of the Children's Miracle Network, okay? Right. But then when Sparrow offered itself and we talked and talked and talked and talked, that seemed to work out. So since then, everybody says, well, what happened? So I said, well, how does this sound? Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the University of Michigan Sparrow Health System <laughs> Sports. With Go the blue, baby. <laughs> with the victors and, and by the way i it's my understanding that that those m logos you're going to see somehow prominently displayed would not shock me uh, there is going to be some kind of display on the buildings themselves and they have a number of buildings you know they have right. health centers everywhere and yep, so on there's going to be some kind of identification that the sparrow health system is annexed uh, with the University of Michigan Health System. So I've asked all the experts, I say, is this a good deal for Sparrow? And I've asked because I don't know. And uh, health experts say it's a very good deal because it annexes them with one of the greatest medical organizations in the world. So it's a tremendous deal for both Sparrow because they right. want all the Sparrow properties. And, you know, and so I was telling Dr. Mike Shingles last week, uh, I think, you know, you're proud of this. That Sparrow got a tremendous amount of publicity as the level one trauma center having to handle all of the injured students uh, from the tragedy of a couple weeks ago. And there's still some there's some there's still, still there. some there. And, uh, right. you know, they have gone out of their way to do everything they can to help these five the best they possibly can. OK, with their level. One. And re how many times does a hospital, especially in a market this size, have to deal with a. You know, issues like that, that like a situation that, right. like that with that many involved with the level of injuries they had to deal with. So it made them look good, I think, in the way they've handled all this and so on and so forth. But to your point, yes, I get asked that all the time. I said, are we well, going to have a, are, is the Victor's going to be the new theme song behind? Because <laughs> we have a new open that's coming because in the open of the program, it says nearly 30 years. Actually, the radio has been more than 50 years. It's been longer than television. But this program has been 30 years. So Brock says it's in the works to change the open mm -hmm. effective next week is next Wednesday. On, we on next Wednesday. Next Wednesday's yeah. the, and I haven't heard it. I don't have anything to do with the opens or any of those things. So whatever it sounds like, I have no idea. I'll hear it for the first time when you do. Very good. Well, I look forward to hearing the new moniker when it gets resolved. All right. There you go. Let's go to Lansing Craig is on the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Morning, Craig. Morning. I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more on the coaches. I think it's distracting and it can't help. Like, they want to insert themselves into the game, but they're not a player. They don't shoot. They don't pass. They don't block shots. None of that. So, man, it, it, it's got to be distracting. Imagine being, like, bowling. You're at the bowling alley. Keep it in the middle. Don't, don't, don't throw it in the gutter. How does that help? Like, let's suppose you're golfing. Make good contact. Keep it in the fairway. Or, like, you're playing darts at the bar. you got a dart coach. Hit a bullseye. And, like, how, that can't possibly help. It's just distracting. And I, I've never liked, like, they're marching up. Beat your Turkanian. Grab a towel. Chew on a towel and just sit down on the bench and relax. Um, on other, in other news, Cameron Young leads the Arnold Palmer Invitational uh, 500 through 9. You've got Scheffler 300 through 12. And Ryan Brem is, uh, excuse me, 1 over through 10. So it's, you know what? Uh, and and it, 1 over that last year, that would have got you in the top, uh, top 10. So that's not a bad score. So as long as Brem keeps close to par, um, he's going to be right in it.
uh, through the ends. It as will anybody. You've got, thanks, Craig. That's a pure green Smith three that he just gave us there, all right? Brock, usually, Brock's got the scoreboard up there right now. Yeah, so yeah. Ryan Brem had an early tee time today, which means he'll have a very late tee time tomorrow. Yep, one over through 11, tied for 33rd. Half the field's out right now. It's 120, I believe it is. So it's not a full field event. Not quite a full field. It's in, invite, Arnold Palmer, invitational, invite only. You know, we got a couple of golf guys on our staff. And they say, you know, this Monahan, this commissioner, though, this guy's got to be a little bit on the ropes. Because all, you know, you can say what you want about LIV. And, and it's forced them to make these changes. You look because at the, the PGA Tour I mean, is scared more guys are going to leave. Now the PGA Tour is almost, in my opinion, alienating a number of its players because they're going to have reduced fields in the big events next year with no cut. They're basically telling guys like Ryan Bremer or, or other guys just up from the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, you guys are secondary. You guys only get to play a few tournaments the big tournaments for the big money because the sponsors they they don't have enough stars they want the stars the, left they want the big they want the big play on tiger woods isn't what he was either i i and you know they got the schedule change and all that i mean they all look i could care less one way or the other we got our own issues here i do i, I rail i mean i i, I have fun with the liv tour because everybody else is offended because every because all these guys around here very very offended so of course you know i wear my liv hat and all that sort of thing around the area but i when I saw that PGA change on how they're doing tournaments, I said, you know, it's, all you're doing is creating division within your ranks. News headlines and more coming up in a moment. This is the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Michigan News Network. I'm Greg Bowman. A former University of Michigan employee facing criminal charges after allegedly threatening to kill Attorney General Dana Nessel, Representative Alyssa Slotkin, and other Jewish elected officials. Basketball player has scored 100 points in a single contest. The previous record, 78, had been set by Chamberlain earlier in the season. Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. Never gone down to the Nut House? Half off happy hour Fridays, 4 to 7. Great appetizers, salads, wraps, outstanding burgers, giant sandwiches, pizza, dessert, something for everyone. It's time to get down to the Nut House. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sparrow Stout on Sports, starring Tim Stout on The Game, 738. Phone lines are open now on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Or you can send Tim an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Let's get back to the show. Here's the dean of mid-Michigan sports, Tim Stout. Talk about March Madness. Where do you see the March Madness at Shaheen Chevy Cadillac? They've had it every year for more than 50 years. To partner with you, you're the big beneficiary anytime you do business in any way with Shaheen. 
Shaheen Chevy Cadillac. You'll love the guys and the way they treat people. That's why they've done well. And March is a special month. Culligan Water Hotline in Ovid to begin hour number two on this Thursday morning. Gary's on the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. What's up? Uh, you guys were just talking about announcers and uh, coaches ranting on the sideline. There's nobody in college basketball any, wor- any worse than Tom Izzo about ranting on the sidelines. And I'm a Spartan fan. Well, he's energetic. Yeah, he gets uh, he you know he gets into it. Judd got into it, but but I think there's a lot of if you saw Bruce Pearl of Auburn last night, uh, I mean it's just part of what he does. I would think standing that long and jumping up and down and waving his arms the way he did last night, I would think that'd almost weary out the older you get. But it, it's it's oh, yeah. it's part of the whole deal. Tom would agree with you. He gets into it. He he visits with his players and the officials during the game. Uh, he's into it. There's no question about it. He's lucky he don't get more technical than he does. But as far as these announcers, the the Michigan State announcer has got to be the worst in basketball. That Will Teeman screaming and yelling every time they make a, a basket. God, I, I get to the point where I would just want to turn it off. I can't stand him. Well, that's it goes with the territory, I guess, with announcers. Thank you. I have never heard uh, that I can remember a Michigan State radio broadcast, so I can't help you one way or the other. But on the air, radio, TV, whatever, that's the good thing about us, Brock. We've have never had anybody criticize anything we've said on the air. That's the well, good. Why don't you say what you really think, that, Gary? That's what they think. I, I, so, at any rate, I have never heard any of the radio. Uh, I mean, I just I never have. You're either there or you're watching on TV or whatever. Um, so, you know, everybody's got an opinion, I guess, one way or the other on all this stuff. On we go. Uh, Culligan Water Hotline's 300-4263. Our email address is tim.stout at wilx.com. It's a busy time, March Madness, high school tournaments going on and on and on. In fact, I heard the executive director with Huge yesterday, Mark Ewell, when I was driving home last night, because we have a tape delay. He was talking with Huge about all the winter tournaments. Brock, they needed, you know, for all this snow they talk about, like Mark was saying, trying to get the ski tournament tournaments and the finals in uh, was not easy to do, but they got them in. The Traverse City Schools, as you might expect, dominated the state high school ski championships. We have Jeff Kimberly, and he's on the line this morning for a few minutes. We'll get caught up with him. Morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning, Tim. So the ski, was that an issue? I mean, all we've heard about is snow in the upper part of Michigan, but getting that snow, I would imagine that's no easy deal every year, uh, getting uh, the winter ski snow championships at the high school level conducted with credibility. And how many high schools in Michigan have varsity ski teams? And are they combined, both girls and boys, or are they separate? It was interesting because, we really had a tough time when it came to regionals because everything south of Gaylord um, had melted. So our, our our ski hills were making snow like crazy down here. And, I mean, it, it worked. They were somehow able to um, able to compete and able to, to advance the tournament and things like that. Uh, the, the other interesting part about that is we had a ton of snow then, right, Monday. Um, but apparently, and, and it worked out for the best, and of course they were happy to have the snow, but apparently uh, skiers don't love to have it snowing when they are skiing, which makes sense. You don't want the flurries to be in your face and things like that. Um, so it was like you can't, you know, you got it tough one way, you got it tough the other way, I guess. 
But uh, to answer your question, we have, I think, somewhere around 70 schools for boys and 70 schools for girls that have skiing. Um, you know, obviously most of them are north, but we do have schools in the Grand Rapids area, in the Detroit area, uh, Okemos, things like that. Uh, and, um, yeah, they're, they're, some are boys only, some are girls only. Obviously, in the Detroit Catholic League, those schools are boys only or girls only uh, for the most part. But, uh, you know, generally a school like a, a Rockford or an Okemos or a Hudsonville or whoever has a boys and a girls team. And if they don't, uh, they'll just race everybody together on one team uh, on the boys' side. Right. So uh, already this morning, because of, you know, perhaps uh, some different weather conditions tomorrow, uh, the girls' district final at Waverly has been moved up from 7 to 5.30 between DeWitt and Grand Ledge. Are you aware of anything else uh, with times changing anywhere else, or is that the only one so far? That is honestly the only one state statewide that I've seen so far. Um, you know, I've had some questions come in about if that will happen more. Uh, I don't. I don't know that it will. I, those are going to be local decisions. But the Waverly one is the first game I've seen uh, that's been moved up, and, and that makes sense. I'm glad they're moving it up and not postponing it since we haven't seen a snowflake yet. Um, you know, I, I can understand the reason to, to want to do that. Uh, at times, and obviously safety is is the number one priority. But um, I I appreciate Waverly being creative there and just working to to get the game earlier in the day. Right. Uh, so what else we got? Uh, what made a lot of noise uh, for those who care because they played at Mun Arena and you had two Lansing area high school hockey teams go six overtimes last night for the regional title in a one to nothing final. And so now the so called Brock says the host school there's Dewitt. Uh, or the capital city uh, capitals, mm-hmm. uh, they win one to nothing last night. So they get Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central at 5.30 p.m. in the quarterfinals on Saturday at Suburban Ice East Lansing. Do you have any more information all that last night from what I just mentioned? Well, they, they played 92 minutes and 54 seconds, uh, and that is the third longest game in MHSA hockey history. Uh, and we've been tracking that since the, the early 70s. Um, the only games that are longer were that eight overtime championship game in 2008, uh, where Marquette and Orchard Lake St. Mary's were named co-champions. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And then uh, Traverse City West and Traverse City St. Francis played a seven overtime game uh, in 2014. After that, yeah, it's it's uh, the East Side and Capital City game last night, and uh, actually our hockey director was there. His son, I think, is the goalie for uh, Cap City. Um, and yeah, he said, uh, he said he obviously was a marathon and, uh, you know, that's another one of those situations. You think about the Marquette St. Mary's game, um, you know, they went with co-champions back in 2008 because after eight overtimes from a, a safety standpoint, it just didn't make sense to keep sending kids out there. Uh, you know, not that this one was getting to that point last night, but that is a long time to be skating around on the ice. So could this game have been stopped in any way without an on-ice champion declared, or is that not necessarily in the books we're going to have to play till somebody scores? Because there is no shootout, and that's right. not a three-on-three setup in the overtimes in the high school ranks, is it? No, and generally we have and we have the ability to suspend games. Um 
tournament level, because we have to advance the tournament, I'm not sure hockey-specific what that rule is or if that's an allowance. Uh, during the regular season, obviously that's different. Um, but in the tournament, we sometimes have some things in place where things need to finish uh, because we need to have a winner. So I'm not, I'm not sure what the exact rule is in hockey, but in some other places and some other ways, there are opportunities to, to suspend things. Okay, so now Capital City is just playing Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central, and as you know, hockey in that area is a big deal, all right? I don't know, mm-hmm. exa- I don't know exactly what the capacity is at Suburban Ice. I've been to a trillion games there, but not recently, okay? So this is a quarterfinal in the state tournament. So how... How do people get tickets if they want to go watch this on Saturday? Is that allocated uh, equally across the board? Is it first come, first serve? How does that work? Well, it's, it's they're already, and I'm looking right now on here to see if it, it's already there, and it, and it is. Uh, they can go to our website, mhsa.com. Uh, there is a link on the hockey page to GoFan, and that is where uh, people can buy uh, these digital tickets. If you click on Get Tickets, it shows you right now. Um, you can buy, you can buy your nine dollar tickets right here and and be all set. So I would I would certainly encourage people to do that sooner than later. I don't know exactly what the capacity is either, but and and there's room for some people there. But uh, with that being a, a quarterfinal, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it makes sense for people to go and get tickets here pretty quickly. Okay, I'm being told here now by text uh, from uh, uh, from the, uh, Coach Joe Ford. He says that that game last night they did go four on four after the fourth overtime. So they mm. did do. I don't know if that was decided right then and there, or if that was predetermined that if we've gone four overtimes and don't have a winner. Yeah, is have, there a state rule for games that go in, into past four Joe overtimes? Joe says we went four on four after the fourth overtime. We do have a four on four allowance and i just don't i obviously guys this comes into play like six times in the history of hockey that we've had six overtimes so i don't know it exactly off the top of my head um but yeah we do have an allowance for some four on four if you know or else brock can look it up that kicks in if the land if the dewitt capital cities team if they win the quarterfinal saturday when and where would they play in the semifinal and in division one where is the state championship game next week well, all, all three of our championship games are at USA Hockey Arena. Uh, if they were to win, I'm just pulling this thing up here right now because... Uh, Jeff, they uh, would play either Heartland or Rochester Hills Stony Creek in the semifinals on March 10th. And then the right, finals on, are the next night, Friday. the 11th. Yeah, the, the USA Hockey Arena in Plymouth. That's who they would so play. Division two semis are always on Thursday. Division one and three are on Friday. Uh, all of them are at U.S. Hockey Arena. It's a, it's a cool little building uh, down in Plymouth, right off the highway. And, yeah, Heartland and Stony Creek. Obviously, Heartland is, um, you know, kind of the power there and, and probably expected to see Detroit Catholic Central in the championship game. Uh, Mun Arena, to me, would solve a ton of problems uh, in a variety of different ways. Does Michigan State, to your knowledge, have interest in adding more games in the state high school hockey tournament? Or to that end, does the MHSAA have interest, since it uses Michigan State's facilities and many other sports, does Mun Arena have a future beyond the game last night? I mean, Mun has become a pretty frequent host at like a quarterfinal level. Um, a, a sub-finals level. 
I think we're very happy with the USA Hockey Arena. We've been there at least 12 years, um, if not, you know, 15 uh, or longer. And, and as long as I've been at the MHSAA, the, the games have been there. Um, it's set up really, really well for what we do. It's really right sized for what we do. Um, you know, they have tons of parking right on site. Uh, they have a restaurant in the building, which is cool. Um, you know, this month's awesome, obviously. I had hockey tickets in college. I love that place. But we, we have no arguments with USA Hockey Arena, you know, or reason to think outside. And of how many right does that seat USA Hockey? Oh, I think it's something like 4,000. Well, that would be good. I'm amazed that's that that big. Okay. Uh, Joe Ford, the coach at Capital C, he's joining us at 1225, but he's helping me here. Uh, They had close to 1,000 fans at last year's quarterfinal, and there is no predetermined sale for each school. It's first come, first serve. But, uh, Brock, to your point, no, that is not who they play. They reseed after this weekend. Oh, that's right. He says they will. uh, Joe says if Lansing wins Saturday, they would play the Detroit Catholic Central winner. Uh, in the semifinal. But he'll join us at 1225, and he can explain all of that moving forward. Well, you know what? Uh, what the, I think the one thing that's great is there's more exposure. I mean, uh, you know, we covered that last night. I don't know how much we got because it's, you know, you, it was three and a half hours long. Well, and you're playing those games on the night of the girls' district semifinals. So what, you can't be every place at once, no. nor do you have five hours on the air to cover all this stuff. But we did get there. And the angle, of course, is because you had two Lansing teams of the two in this area that made it to the regional final. Yeah, and they're the only two area teams, yeah. But at uh, any rate, so we'll get into more of that. So I'm looking elsewhere to see what else uh, What else do I need to ask you about at this time of the year that I would not know to ask you about in advance? Well, this is our second busiest week probably of the entire year, um, to be honest with you. I think outside of Palooza week, which is the busiest just because Monday's Memorial Day and Saturday's so wild. Um, I, I think this is probably the second busiest week. You know, basketball, we have the end of boys' regular season. We have girls' districts. Uh, we had ski championships on Monday. We have uh, competitive cheer championships today and tomorrow, 32 teams at Central Michigan. Uh, we have hundreds of wrestlers at Ford Field Friday and Saturday for the individual championships. Uh, we have bowling championships Friday and Saturday at four sites uh, across the Lower Peninsula. Uh, and, and we have regionals and gymnastics on top of that. And I think that's every single sport that we have going um, at this point. Swimming uh, dive regionals are actually tonight also. So this is uh, the second, if not the busiest week uh, of our year, um, which is why I'm probably a little scatterbrained right now and not knowing the the hockey overtime stuff off the top of my head, but, um, you know, we're making our way through it. We have a lot of cool stuff on our website right now. We're previewing things and covering things, and we have a ton of ton of students, thousands and thousands out there making memories, winning championships, finishing seasons, extending them. So uh, it, it's, it's a good time of year, and let's just hope the weather holds off a little bit for us. On All Friday. right, before you go, I... I you know, a lot of this week we've hardly, uh, everywhere I hear something about Major League Baseball, I'm hearing everyone heartily endorse the pitch clock. I heartily endorse the brand new concept 
in the district phase of the state basketball tournaments on the girls and boys levels of seeding one and two at the district level. I think that's going to work out fantastic for the most part. There could be some uh, objections at a couple districts here or there scattered about as to who should be two or three or whatever. But if you look at the district final games for the girls tomorrow night, the buildup to the championship game has been all week long. That doesn't mean there isn't room for upsets and all that. But pretty much the cream has risen to the crop and the and the, and the argument was is well you could have the you know when Irvin played in the districts against Jay back in 19 Brock 76 77 excuse me 77 I mean they could have been state finalists and they're playing on the opening night of the districts well we've come a long way baby so now they seed one and two at the district level and to me it puts a terrific build up in drama and excitement toward the final games of the di- and then after that the regionals and all you got to play good teams all the way through so for whatever it's worth I think that's a tremendous idea the way that's worked out if you tend to agree with that well i I think the other buzz it creates too is the fact that people are are kind of monitoring that all season long or at least you know once the calendar hits january um you know our website because we're the ones obviously we're doing those calculations allows for people to search by district and see how their teams are stacking up and you know who's moving into those top two spots things like that so uh, i think I think people are, are monitoring that probably more now than they ever have uh, because it does matter more. Um, you know, for me, I still miss having good games on Monday and Wednesday. Uh, I think our Monday games now are, are, you know, unless you're a fan of those teams, there's not as much to show up for uh, for the casual fan. But obviously, when you get to Friday, uh, then you have great games, basically, in 128 places across the state. Well, not so, only that, but we're um, talking you know, about them more than we ever would talk other. about them. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about them more than we normally would. I mean, you might get lucky sure. uh, or not. I mean, I don't think there's one finite rule, that, but I just think this one, to me, well, just is going to create more interest. Yes, on some of the Monday games, you're not going to have the interest because you got two, three, and 17 teams going, but they got to play at some point anyway. All right, they're going to play at some point anyway. But I'd rather see the two, three, and seventeens play each other right out of the shoot as opposed to twenty-one and one play three and seventeen for the district title because more than likely it's going to be a blowout anyway. Now you look virtually every one that Brock mentioned to me in earlier this morning. I said, man, you know that one that could be close, that could be close, that could be close. So and maybe that'll sell more tickets. I mean, we'll I guess we'll have to see. At any rate, collect your thoughts, catch your breath. When we talk to you next week, we will have willowed this down and we'll be talking about the boys district finals as well because their tournament begins on monday thanks jeff yep take care guys uh, jeff kimberly it's mhsaa.com you can get all the brackets all the details all the info and there you go i would think it's suburban icy slancing bracket because grand rapids will bring a crowd over here uh, i would think it'd be neat for those kids they're going to play in an atmosphere where there's a there's a crowd in so there if I, if uh, capital city makes the semifinals, they recede from there well, okay. well that's what joe says okay. and he's on at 1225 you can ask okay. him anything you want to ask him right. my guess is he probably has a pretty good idea of probably what the path is moving forward on we go this is the thursday sparrow stout on sports For more than 80 years, MidMichigan has benefited from all those wonderful quality dairy stores. There's always one close to you. And as we like to say, it's always quality dairy time around MidMichigan in so many different ways. But convenience is number one. With fresh baked goods every day in the deli and a whole lot more for you. 
pick up anytime you want for the most sundry items you can imagine. It's always quality dairy with quality start to finish. We love quality dairy taking care of so many people throughout mid-Michigan. One of Michigan's big supporters is Shoe & Sons Recyclers, located out of Kalamazoo, but a presence all over the state in the Midwest. Founded in 1968 by the family, Mark Shupan is the head these days, Tom Emmerich at his side, and recycling to make the state a better place is the aim. Google Shupan for all of the locations and opportunities to recycle and make our state cleaner. Good employment opportunities as well. From a six-person scrap metal recycler now with over 500 skilled employees, way to go Shupan and Sons. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank. Member FDIC Equal Opportunity Employer. We've got a high five to Greg Sinecropi and everyone who has built Arts Pub into an iconic location on Kalamazoo Street in downtown Lansing. It's a great game day hangout serving a wide menu of pub grub and pizza plus a shuffleboard table, dine-in or takeout, closes at 11 p.m. And the menu can be found online at artspublansing.com or call 977-1033. Serving all three labor shifts in the city with wonderful fare. Arts Pub, Kalamazoo Street. Have a great time there in Lansing. The WVFN High School Basketball Player of the Week is brought to you by Wayne Lacey and Shamak Mortgage, by Doubting Industries, and by the Greater Lansing Sports Authority. This week's winner is Janae. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Doggy Daycare and Spa is proud to be the area's original doggy daycare center. With nearly two decades in business, we strive to provide your dog with the very best in cageless daycare, overnight boarding, and a full line of grooming services. Our expertly trained staff's commitment and love for your four-legged family member will be apparent the first time you step through our doors. With locations in Lansing and Okemos, we are convenient for everyone. Give us a call at 333-WOOF. That's 333-9663. Visit us online at lansinghiphounds.com. Or better yet, stop in for a tour today. Doggy Daycare and Spa, where the hip hounds hang out. These are such exciting times for everyone associated with the iDevelopment Company, a factor in mid-Michigan success for years and years. Nathaniel Ide is here to tell us more about it. It's another big year, isn't it, Nathaniel? Thanks, Tim. Things are great. We're now known as iDevelopment. You can find us at iDevelopment.com. That's iDevelopment.com for any of your needs. It's for commercial, residential, industrial. In particular, look at downtown Lansing. We're seeing in our NAPS building, we're seeing the, the Lansing Art Gallery has gone in, a, a new great place called Sweet Encounters, which is a gluten-free bakery that serves all sorts of different food and has cooking classes. You're watching the resurgence of downtown, and, and we want anyone who wants to be a part of it to come join us. I development and I.com. It's such a great company that has served in Michigan so well in so many ways for so many years. Remember, for help, 
eye development serving you every day. Doty Mechanical to serve you. You see those trucks everywhere. 327-7777, locally owned and operated. Heath Atkerson says we offer a full range of indoor air quality products for healthier living, a factory authorized carrier dealer. Offering a full range of maintenance services to ensure your equipment operates at peak efficiency, all while extending its life. As we like to say, experience the Doty difference, indoors or outdoors. Doty Mechanical 327-7777. The iconic Coral Gables Restaurant on Grand River Avenue in East Lansing, more than 90 years young, with so many loyal customers so pleased that Coral Gables has survived the pandemic and is bigger and better than ever. Catering, carry-out, employment opportunities, all of that at 337-1311. And the fish fries are spectacular on Friday night. When you've got some time to spare with friends and family, you know what the history's been like around that restaurant just east of the campus Grand River Avenue. You'll always enjoy Coral Gables Restaurant East Lansing. Touch-free car wash anytime, okay, at uh, Lake Lansing Road Mobile, right across from the Eastwood Town Center. Easy to find, easy to identify. It's a state-of-the-art wash. Gets you 25 cents a gallon off the price of gas whenever you get the wash. If you don't like the weather, take the certificate, get the wash whenever you want. And their service bays are open Monday through Friday to fix whatever at 484-2300. In the Eastwood Town Center, you're hungry. Whatever you're doing in there, there's a Culver's by Walmart. When you order, just mention Stout on Sports, and your order is reduced by 10%. From the White Law PLLC Studios, Lansing's only sports station, The Game, 7.30 a.m. We're live in the Driven Collision Studios, Driven Collision Story of the Day. Right out of the shoot this morning, Red Wings traded Tyler Bertuzzi to the Boston Bruins for a first-round draft pick next year and another NHL trade deadline 3 p.m. tomorrow. This and more gets brought up on the Stout on Sports live stream show at 3.40 p.m. WILX.com. Click the live stream button and we'll talk to you then. Telling about our hotline, on we go. Lansing Joe is up next on the Thursday Sparrow. Stout on Sports. Morning, Joe. Hey, Tim. So, like, when you're talking about the changes that the PGA is going through and the, the no cuts and stuff like that, and uh, um, both both the live and PGA, I'm sure the ratings aren't through the roof, but they're in it, they're almost emulating what the live is is doing, and um, you know, because well, one's 54 holes, one's 72 holes, so there's the difference there. But if you look at it, um, you know, they're not gonna nothing's going to until they coexist together because if the live golf tour is so bad i mean it's been around for well, how long i don't know when it started they would uh you know i mean they still they it's still they still think something's bad about it okay and if it was that bad then it wouldn't be around so obviously it's going to be around for a while and the pga is is livid because they have more money than them and the only way the PGA is going to get out of it is is they find a way to merge, and that's gonna that's probably going to drive the ratings up, and you know more money and stuff like that. But until then, there it's it's you know they're at a stalemate. All right, uh, thanks, sir. So. You got more. He's got more answers than I've got, Brock. That's all I can tell you. He's got more answers than I've got. Yes, I don't see a merger anytime soon. I mean, the television ratings were not good for the first week for uh, the LIV tournament on CW. Now, you got to give it a few more tournaments to get a better idea, but I mean, 0.2, that's not good. In DeWitt, Dave's up next on the Thursday Sparrows. Down on Sports Morning, Dave. Morning, guys. You know, uh, listening to you guys talk about the high school games and the glory, the glory days for 
99% of all these athletes is going to come to a bitter end here in the next few weeks uh, coming on, and I just uh, wish them all the best and uh, hope to get a, a good, clean games out of it. And the other thing, I'm down here in Florida now, and uh, I was cruising by at McDonald's, and there was a couple of zebras, uh, otherwise refs, walking into the McDonald's, and I looked for you because I figured somewhere down here you had a play going on uh, with a little bit of uh, a juice, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Have a great day. <laughs> you know, toward his point, this is the thing that always used to bother me. You know, you get a lot of, you know, suggestions for stories to cover. Um, we had one in this morning. Then we'll give you the sport, the school, whatever. And we get this email in. Who would be good to talk to to get some press for my daughter? And then we get the word on, on what the daughter has done and so on and so forth. The daughter is an accomplished high school athlete. The problem is, is I always find that incredibly tacky when the kid's press agent is the parents or the grandparents. Yep. If the coach does it, the athletic director does it, a teammate does it, because it's not you directly, but when a parent does it to me, all I'm telling you is when parents ask for coverage of their own kids, in my opinion, that's tacky. Not that they don't have a good story to tell, but who gets the message across to me? The messenger uh, to me is the issue. Tim, I learned this morning that Paige Radabaugh, an eighth grader at Williamston, will be competing as a 13-year-old in this year's drive, chip, and putt contest at Augusta. Now, that's not from a parent. That's the Sunday before the Masters, yes. This might be an interesting story to follow. I'd say absolutely. Good luck, Paige. And I think we'd heard about Paige, an eighth grader in Williamston, competing and qualified uh, last year as a 13-year-old in this year's drive, chip, and putt contest at Augusta. So way to go, Paige. Good luck there. That did not come in from a parent. And yes, I do think that's a good story and pass it on. If you're a parent, you want your kids to get publicity. To me, if you want to do it with a shred of either credibility or tact, have someone else do it. Your neighbor, your friend, a teammate, the coach, the athletic director. To me, I don't know. Maybe it's just me alone. So um, I told Brock, I said, uh, I don't know how far I want to get into this, but uh, yesterday I was thinking, when we come into the show, you know, you're thinking about, so what are we going to talk about? What's hot? And my dad always used to say, you want to talk about, you want to get involved with whatever's hot in the street. This isn't hot in the street. But before I came in this morning, I had a few minutes that Doc was gone. So I'm sitting there. And boy, these I, the Internet's fabulous, Brock. And Brock always accuses me. If you're the only one that cares about that, you're the only one that knows that. You're the only one that thinks well, you always I, so You always say doesn't care. Well, in, less your, than in, that. in, in your case, well, less, less than, than, that. than that. So anyway. But this is Tim we're talking about. So, so. so yesterday we had Michigan State baseball coach Jake Boss on because they're playing now. And they're traveling and they play games. And, of course, there's not a shred of publicity anywhere around here, not a shred for any spring sports because nobody cares because it isn't spring yet. They may be a spring sport to some degree, but when you play in February, and you, I mean, you, 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 you can figure this out. So at any rate, I, we called Jake, and so what are the rules like against the pitch clock? Blah, blah, so we're talking about all that. And I told him, I said, I bet I'm the only one around here that can give you the Big Ten baseball standings right now, be from Iowa 5-1. and one, to uh, the bottom, Minnesota's 0-7, Michigan State's 4-3. Michigan lost to UCLA on the West Coast last night to fall to 3-4. And, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, usually when I bring this stuff up, I usually mention softball because they play a week earlier. They're in the second week of February across America. So I thought, I, 
I haven't I haven't thought a work a word about softball. So what are our states? State's got a new coach. Don't know who it is. They've never promoted her, never met her, anything like that. No big deal. Like Brock says, very few care, and that's reality. But I look it up, and I notice that uh, they're six and eight. And they're going to tournaments in San Diego and Phoenix here as we start March, and who knows what that costs. But they got a four-game losing streak because they opened up with the Little Sisters of the Poor, got to four and one. Then they started playing teams their own size. Now they're six and eight with four straight losses. And then I thought I always measure this stuff against the best. So if it's women's basketball, I say, well, you know, what's new with Connecticut? Blah blah blah. Well, in women's softball, the gold standard is Oklahoma. Brock, they've won, won two straight. I believe they've won national two straight titles. national championships. They've uh, what? What's uh, Patty? whatever her name Patty is. Patty Gasso. Patty Gasso is one of the best coach. ever. So she's the coach. So they get the, in the portal Alex Storacco, the Michigan softball player who's a super duper, super duper at Michigan. But she had a year of eligibility left for whatever reason, left Michigan in the portal and she's at Oklahoma and she gets everybody out. So I look, I say, I wonder how Oklahoma's doing now off their national championship year because they're the gold standard in softball. So I tell Brock, they haven't played a home game yet. But they're 13-1. and one. And unbeknownst to the world, on February 19th, Oklahoma softball team lost to Baylor on the road 4-3. to They've crushed everybody. They're 13-1. and But it gets better. So Oklahoma has outscored its opponents 123-13. to And I notice they had not played a home game. But on their schedule, when I'm looking this morning, their home opener is tomorrow, 4 o'clock Michigan time. And it says UIC. And I said, they couldn't possibly be Illinois-Chicago. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm thinking about that. I thought... Illinois-Chicago softball is the home opener for Oklahoma tomorrow at 4 o'clock. So I said, I wonder how they're doing. So I go to, so I go to their website. <laughs> After going 13-32 and 32 a year ago, the Flames, as they're known. The UIC Flames, yeah. Uh, well, they're coming into Norman tomorrow for the home opener for the national champs with an 0-13 record. And UIC's been outscored 92-12. to 12, And along the way... Michigan State found them somewhere in the world last month and beat them 7-1. to one. And I said to Brock, when did the Illinois-Chicago softball coach think, you know, I think it's good for us if we open Oklahoma's home schedule. We will have had 13 games in the bank. We'll be ready to take them on. So that's tomorrow. Now, so a moment I saw, so, so I'm laughing about this. I said, it's just mind-boggling to me. Brock, so I, so I come in with a few over and unders for Brock just to get a rise out of him. And it immediately came back. This is Tim. This is Tim for him. So I said to Brock, give me the over and under, the number of Oklahoma hitters who will bat in the bottom of the first inning. And he says, only you could come up yes, with something like that. Yes, only you come up with something like that. Now, you, you speculated 16, 16 and a half. Yeah. I said, would you go over or under? Then I said, the over and under on first inning Oklahoma home runs is two and a half. That kind of stumped you a little bit. I would say over. That, that stumped you a bit. Yeah. But the Flames opened Oklahoma's home schedule tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Oklahoma slipped by Stephen F. Austin in five innings, 22 to nothing. Now, the problem with them is most of their games only go five innings because in college softball, there's an eight-run mercy rule. After five. Yeah, After correct. five. Well, yep. If you're up eight or more, and of course, they're always up eight or more on most of the teams Seems they like play. It, yeah. So at any rate, I thought, uh, now when I come in here, I know what I'm going to get in response. I know how he's going to be and all that. But those are quality dairy stats, to be sure. This sounds to me... Like Oklahoma's the favorite. Call me crazy. I, if I'm the Flames pitcher, as they say in the softball parlance, you want to pitch around some of these guys. You want to pitch around a few of them. And how many Oklahoma hitters will reach base before the Flames get the first out of the first inning? That's tomorrow. For whatever that's worth. Now, I, you, I brought it up, frankly, to get a rise out of you-know-who, and it worked. 
I got a rise out of them. I'm thinking this one, it might not be good tomorrow. And I think it's part of a tournament that Oklahoma's hosting. So the Flames could rally, Brock. They could rally in game two or whatever, whoever they play then. But that, but I actually found that. I, I mean, uh, but, you know, around here, I mean, there's not a what Michigan State hides some of these teams. They hide them. There hasn't been a word about softball. They've been playing for three or four. They were, and here's the better stat. They've played one quarter of their schedule. The softball team over here has played a quarter of its schedule so far, for whatever that's worth. And I know it's on everybody's minds. And we're right back. Here's what's on tap today here on The Game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Now, coming up, Jeff Kim, or not Jeff Kimberly, but uh, Jim Comperoni from SpartanMag.com. He'll be coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. We'll also be talking with Joe Ford, uh, the head coach of the uh, Capital City uh, High School uh, hockey team. They won last night at Mon Ice Arena. We'll talk to him. Uh, at 1 o'clock, Tiger Baseball, Tigers and Orioles from Lakeland. Uh, that's at 1 o'clock. And then at 4, Offensive Minded with Beanie Howell. Coming up in a uh, half an hour, 30 minutes, uh, it's Michigan State women's basketball playing. Uh, Nebraska in the uh, Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament. Uh, that uh, pregame's at 12.15 with Dalton Shetler. Then at 6.45 on 12.40, Red Wings try to break a three-game losing streak hosting the Seattle Kraken at LCA. That's what's on, that's what's on tap. The game's 7.30 a.m. WVFN. One of the most popular restaurants in our area for years continues that way. Woody's Oasis on Trowbridge Road in East Lansing. As the saying goes, eat at Woody's, live longer with a Mediterranean cuisine. And now the menu has some wonderful new items they're all excited about. Chicken kafta, along with their Woody's burgers, gyros, fries, and a whole lot more. For all the information, the website, woodysoasis.com, or call 351-2280. Woody's. Eat at Woody's, Trowbridge Road, East Lansing, and live longer. The official printer of Stout on Sports, the best printer, best print shop I've seen in the area, ASAP Printing, in Okemos, West Jolly Road on the strip mall just off Okemos Road. Ed Giles got it. It's easy to find. You park right in front. It's clearly marked. 349-7300 with any questions. ASAP printing. All right. If you need signage for getting your people back to work, Florida Cal's, informational posters, yard signs, banners, all that because of the pandemic or anything. That's ASAP printing where no job is too big or too small in Okemos. Hi, I'm Lucas Shaw with the DBI Office Outlet. Is working from home not working for you? It's time to ditch the kitchen chair. The Office Outlet is the only locally owned Laurel Diamond showroom in mid-Michigan. We offer a great selection of affordable new and used office furniture that you can try before you buy. With more than 2,400 Laurel products to choose from, we can help customize your space to meet your unique needs. All of our new products are backed by Laurel's warranty, so you can rest assured your investment is protected. Laurel products offer high quality and design at a more affordable price. The office outlet is open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Our showroom is located at 516 North Arch in downtown Lansing. Hey guys, if you need the gift, the gift you can find at Ozzy Jewelers just north of Frandor, Ozzy will have the gift you need to make any occasion special. You've heard about Ozzy, seen the commercials. Isn't it time you went into Ozzy and let him help you find something spectacular, all right? Ozzy has brought the best from around the globe right to our doorstep. Ozzy Jewelers, you'll love it. Ozzy Jewelers, the official jeweler of Stout on Sports, serving you at 332-7900. You'll love everything you get at Ozzy Jewelers. Never gone down to the Nut House? Half off happy hour Fridays, 4 to 7. Great appetizers, salads, wraps, outstanding burgers, giant sandwiches, pizza, desserts, something for everyone. It's time to get down to the Nut House Sports. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is the Greater Lansing Sports Authority? They're a full-service sports commission with a passion for bringing in, creating, and supporting sports events of all kinds. And their free services include everything from event development and tournament planning, locating the right partners and facilities, and even recruiting volunteers. They're dedicated to helping you host the best event possible in Michigan's capital region. In Greater Lansing, we all love the game. You can learn more at lansingsports.org. Smoke and Pig Barbecue in the Elmwood Plaza in Lansing has a brand new sports bar that makes the inside, which already look great, just that much better. You'll love watching all the games at any time of the year in the new bar at Smoke and Pig Barbecue. Their smoke barbecue menu is packed full of all the smoky classics, from pulled pork to ribs to spicy rib tips. They also smoke Lansing barbecue favorites such as beef and a whole lot more. 582-5100. Catering, carryout of any size for great parties. Smoke and pig barbecue. At our home, we wanted to update our deck earlier this year. We're told you want custom-built design and remodeling in Okemos, and we hit the jackpot. You can, too. Now is the time to start designing your deck and outdoor living space, and don't lose another summer by waiting to start your exterior project. Call 881-9871 or go online to custombuilt.com. They'll fully show you what they can do in a timely manner. What a great local company of Michael Flory. He's built to help you. Custom-built design and remodeling in Okemos. Here's some great news for anyone with sports injuries. Sparrow Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is adding four new highly skilled sports medicine surgeons to its team. If you've ever wanted to be treated by doctors who worked with MSU's top stars of the Lansing Lugnuts, now is the time. Doctors Douglas Dietzel, Andrew Scorfar, Michael Shingles, and Luke Wilcox have great experience treating athletes of all types from high schools to the pros. Learn more about their leading-edge medicine at Sparrow.com org backslash orthopedics john and jan munn are clearly realtors who get results in real estate we recommend no one else and we've recommended them for years because they get results for you which makes us look good in recommending them john's cell phone is 881-6623 jan's at 282-6781 and fridays are now a bigger 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 deal of brookshire inn and williamston prime rib on fridays 4 p.m to close and fridays are also all you can eat fish night at brookshire reservation 655-4694 and they have some job opportunities that might interest you for the coming golf season. We're the station you've turned to for sports for over 30 years and the only one still standing. We're Lansing Sports Leader. The game, 730 AM. We're live at the Driven Collision Studios. Joe Laird says you need a loaner while yours is being fixed. No problem. We work with the insurance companies, 2977-0955. Culligan Water Hotline. Mike's up next on the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Morning, Mike. Hey, Tim. How you doing? I'm good. What's up? Well, uh, a little while back when you had mentioned with every the uh, members coming into the Hall of Fame, you mentioned uh, Henry Patino. Well, a couple of days later, we had a get-together at my parents' house for the holidays, and my brother's wife, 
her last name's Patino. So I had asked her, are you related to Henry Patino? She goes, yeah, that's my brother. Why? And so I had told her that he was going to go into the Hall of Fame. And they were all pretty surprised. And so that's kind of a cool thing. I, I plan on going to the dinner, you know, to kind of watch it. And last week when every sub for you, he had him on the radio. So I called up my brother real quick and they were both able to listen to the interview on uh, your station. But on a sad note, um, last weekend, Henry's uh, sister, Norma, passed away. So the funeral's going to be tomorrow at Krista Ray Church at 1030 over on Miller Road. So it's kind of a, a sad thing because she was planning on being here and going to the ceremony. Yeah, uh, the ceremony is August 10th this year. It is not the last Thursday in July. Uh, there are other things going on at the Lansing Center. August 10th is uh, is the date this year, and good for him. I remember him growing up. He's older than I am, thank heaven. But he was uh, terrific as a high school track and field standout. I believe it was Eastern High Schools where he was the standout here in town. So I think it was. Uh, my my dad my dad says, oh yeah yeah I remember. You know he won a lot of uh, trophies and a lot of tournaments. And then she told me a little bit about him. He used to run all the time. He was a big, big, big-time big runner. Yeah. So, and my dad remembered him pretty well, and, you know, I don't because I'm not, you know, I'm not in that age group, but that's kind of cool, a little family thing. All right, good. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for passing that on. Brock, you're always looking at the, what are you looking at? What are you studying down here? Uh, what do we got tonight? We got more Red Wings hockey tonight with a different lineup, different roster. If you missed it earlier, it is the driven collision story of the day. Would you have made the deal the Red Wings just made this morning? Tyler Bertuzzi to the Boston Bruins, who will clearly contend for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they got the best record to the Bruins. So they now in two days have added, added two number one draft picks to well, the draft for 2024. Uh, yeah, right. And they added one for uh, another one, I believe, for this year as well. They did. Conditional yeah, with the Philip Ronick trade. Yeah, Philip Ronick, and now uh, well, that was yesterday, gone to Vancouver. And now Tyler Bertuzzi has gone to uh, Boston. Uh, yeah, the, the Red Wings have gotten a handful of draft cho- future draft picks in response to those. and uh, But they also did re-sign Captain Dylan Larkin to an eight-year contract extension worth just shy of $70 million. I wonder how much Eisenman made in his best contract with the Red Wings. Or how much he make in his Red Wings career? Probably nowhere near that. No, but I think he did pretty well. Who's the next highest paid Red Wing after Larkin? Do you know that? I wonder who the next guy. If, if uh, Lark- Larkin's 26 years old, so theoretically he'd be 34. And I think the contract is front-ended. It'd be, it averages yeah. $8.7 million, but you get $10 million the first year. Yeah. Well, the, way, the way they do it in the NHL is average annual value. So that and that's what counts against the salary cap. So next year, uh, it'll be eight point seven. Hang on, it'll be eight point seven million dollars. Next highest paid player, other than Larkin, is hang on, Andrew Cobb, who's uh, who has a five point six two five cap hit this year. So there you go. So there you go. I bet not many people would be able to guess that the second highest paid Red Wing is Andrew Kopp out of just all the players. Now, how right. many, you know. The, they signed him as a free agent. Money is not, salaries are not nearly as publicized in the NHL, perhaps, as they are in some of these other sports. But And the Red Wing and the NHL does not have <clears throat> nearly the money available for player salaries, as you see no. in the other three sports. No. The other three are far higher than that. The NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, and the NFL. 
Right. Uh, for what it, although sixty nine point six million doesn't seem too paltry whatsoever. No, right? not, a, not not at all. At any rate, the Red Wings have lost three in a row. They've been outscored fifteen to three. These are their quality dairy stats this morning. They've lost three in a row. They've been outscored fifteen to three. And like Brock says, they got another toughie at home tonight against the Kraken. Correct. Kraken are in town from Seattle tonight. Uh, so that won't be that. That's not an easy one. Is that an easy one? No, Seattle's good. What do they got? The Red Wings got like twenty games left, something, something like, like that. that. They got something like twenty games left. Whether or not they sneak into the playoffs or not, Brock, I think there are a lot of people who watch the Red Wings. Twenty-two, who, as a matter of 22 fact, games twenty-two left, games left. But they don't play Ottawa anymore, and they don't want any more of Ottawa. No, because Ottawa just absolutely bullied them the last two. But games. they do have two games with the Bruins left. Uh, that's going to be difficult. Boston, uh, Boston has a. It has a chance to challenge. Remember when the Red Wings scored 131 points? They had 62 wins during the regular season in 1996. The Bruins are challenging that. They have 99 points through 60 games. So there you go. So And they're outstanding. So hot tonight, besides the Red Wings game. And by the way, we're carrying that game. Is that the deal? 1240 WJIM, All Ken right. and Paul. And what do we got? What's on WVFL? What do we got here? Uh, uh, we got Tiger baseball coming up in just over an hour. Tigers and the Baltimore Orioles from uh, from Joker Marchant Stadium in Lakeland. Tigers actually won yesterday. What was it? 8-7? to 8-7 seven? Seven over the Pirates. Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah all at, those at home. home. You know, listening to these, again, I don't listen to them, but it's all our stations on just to hear what it sounds like. You know, of all the adjustments, uh, radio and TV announcers don't have time for all that blab because of the pitch clock. Right. They got to call the pitches a lot faster can't, than they are. And can't so tell there's, stories. There's a lot less time for all the off-the-game blab because they're killing time over all this time because the pitch clock keeps the pitches going, 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 going. Yep. So you got to just call the play it is and, and kind of work the rest of this stuff in at other times. It certainly has changed the way the pace of calling Major League Baseball games, broadcast TV and radio, certainly radio is because, again, that clock has sped things up. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we'll get a better idea once we get to the, you know, we'll make a better judgment really once we get to the All-Star break. Then we have a little more than half a season and then we can see the effect of it. But I love the pitch clock. I do. I gave it a chance last year with the lug nuts and worked out very, very well. And the same thing so far. All right. The first of four games today in the Women's Big Ten Basketball Tournament Minneapolis begins at 1230 on the Big Ten Network on WJIMAM 1240 Michigan State, Nebraska. The survivor of that one, Nebraska won the only game and that was at Nebraska, but it was close. This will be close. But then the winner gets Indiana, the Big Ten champion and number two ranked team in the country tomorrow at 1230. That's then. This is now. And uh, allegedly we'll have comp with a colleague at MSU recruiting report right after the news as we roll on on the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Get the best quality Dutch Boy paints with 11% off everything at Menards. Pick out the perfect color. We offer free custom color matching and tinting to create thousands of color options. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AM. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Michigan News Network. Basketball player has scored 100 points in a single contest. The previous record, 78, had been set by Chamberlain earlier in the season. Lansing Sports Station. The game, 7.30 a.m. A good work partner knows what you need before you need it. That's how it feels when you work with CentOS. Your dedicated CentOS service reps get to know your business and have the industry... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm at tap, tap, tap in today. Welcome to the third and final hour of the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Starring Tim Stout on the game, 7.30 a.m. Phone lines are open now on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Or you can send Tim an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Let's get back to the show. Here's the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Hour number three this morning is brought to you by Capital Region International Airport. And as we like to say it, whenever you can do it, it's so much easier to fly Lansing first. Now featuring nonstops Lansing to Orlando, discounted at that on AveloAir. A-V-E-L-O, AveloAir.com's got all the details and schedules. And you can Google Apple Vacations, okay? Nonstops Lansing to the Caribbean on Apple Vacations. On we go here with hour number three of the Sparrow Stout on Sports Time now for our Culligan MSU recruiting report, okay, and uh, that features SpartMag.com. Uh, SpartMag.com's Jimmy Comperoni. He's on the other end of our line. What is it, Brock? On3.com is where you'll find SpartMag.com. On3.com. They've moved. It's worked out great for them, and Jim's on the line. Morning, Jim. Tim, great to be with you, man. Thank you for a few minutes of your time on a busy day. What is or isn't talking at noon today? Is that later today when he gets us updated and ready for senior day? And what do you imagine senior day is going to be like, by the way? How will they, how are they going to observe that? Because in a portal, graduate, extra COVID, all that stuff here, who gets honored and who doesn't? And it's more likely after the game Saturday than before, correct? Yeah, after the game is how they've been doing it for the last few years. I suspect it'll be the same for this game on Saturday. You know, Izzo mentioned it a little bit after the game on Tuesday night, and he kind of shrugged and said he doesn't even know what Senior Day means anymore. He knows it's a big deal, but who's involved? What do they do? I mean, I think last year for Senior Day, Joey Hauser was honored, and then he decided a few weeks later to come back. Uh, Michigan State has some other players that could come back. Malik Hall could come back. So it's, uh, it's Senior Night, you know, farewell night in, in one sense for some players, but um, not for everybody. So they'll honor them, and they'll, those decisions will be made later. We'll we'll find out what Izzo says later today about all those things, but I suspect it'll be similar to what I just mentioned. I don't think Joey Hauser decided to come back, really, until late last year when he started to have success and started to enjoy it again. Had a huge game against Davidson in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Shed a tear at the end of the Duke game after Michigan State lost that five-point lead with five minutes to go. When he was crying as he checked out of that game, um, I was like, that doesn't look like a guy that, that wants to walk away from college basketball. And sure enough, a few weeks later, he decided he was coming back. So a lot of that to be determined. 
We will see what Izzo says after practice today. We will have coverage of that at SpartanMag.com. Well, I agree with you, and I wonder, because of the world we live in today with college athletics, well, senior days, not only in basketball, but any other sport, whether it's softball, baseball, football, whatever, do they become obsolete? Because, to your point, you really don't know who in the world, you know, it's not like the thrilling days of yesteryear, you know, this is so-and-so's final home game, and so here you go. You know, there were four guys that were missing from last season's team. I'm with you. How do you know who you're supposed to honor on senior day because it's absolutely Absolutely, the last home game. It might have just have run its course, and it just happens to be the last home game of the season. Thank you, fans, for showing up. No, I think they'll always have it. I think it's there's some gray areas now because of the extra year of eligibility that the NCAA granted to every player in the country based on the lost year of COVID in 2020 or whatever year they yeah 2020 was the year that they, did, that they didn't play the NCAA tournament. That's why a lot of these players have a sixth year of eligibility and have an extra year to to ponder coming back Malik Hall would not be able to come back for an extra year were it not for that COVID year so that's that's what's making the difference right now in the future it'll revert back to less gray area and we will know more point blank which seniors are on their way out for sure all right, I got a different line of questioning for you. I always try to come up with something different with you and so on and so forth. You're in the business, okay, of providing information to Michigan State's fan base, more or less, okay? And certainly Michigan State's fan base centers around football, you know, basketball and football for the most part. In your world, in your business, is it in the best interest of SpartanMag.com to cover anything else in terms of interest to those who follow SpartanMag.com? Or is it your experience that once you get past football and men's basketball, the interest base is so limited, it is not worth the time that would be needed to go that far, if that makes any sense? Yeah, it's a decision, and some of those decisions are based on how many people we have working for us and how many hours we have. But, yeah, we look at the metrics, how many many of these stories get clicks, how many of them entice subscriptions. And it's football, it's football recruiting and basketball. Hockey, you know, there was some interest um, this season, as they became hot, as you saw, the more people go to those games, that's reflective of interest. So, um, Michigan State fans that we that that we write for at SpartanMag.com, they're interested if a non-revenue team does really well. They want to know what's going on with that. They're, they're not going to want coverage all season about how they're recruiting and so forth. But frankly, you know, this this women's gymnastics team winning the Big Ten. Um, I wanted to get something out in front of our readers about that. I've got some questions about that. Uh, you know, in the SEC, women's gymnastics draws a lot of fans. Um, now, a lot of those people might not be, be people that go to a, a fan website like ours. Maybe they would if we covered it a lot, if, if Michigan State were as strong as some of those Southern teams. I do think that's a growth sport. Women's soccer drew some fans this year. The men's soccer team, I think someday – Maybe not in our lifetime, but Michigan versus Michigan, Michigan State in soccer at home, the men's team, at some point that's going to be a big deal. Maybe just for one or two seasons, but uh, there'll be some day when both are powerful and it resonates with the students right now. So we, we, we keep an eye on that and try to reflect that. But again, um, as you can imagine, you know how it is with a staff of busy people. There's only so much you can do, and it, it needs to uh, um, have some uh, – Residents with the readers, and you have to have people that that can provide that. Um, it is important, and especially when the non-revenue teams win, there is a little interest. Like, you know, what's going on there? 
So we try to provide some information for that, if nothing else, on our message board at SpartanMag.com. Well, the reason I bring this up is I said to Brock, how preposterous is it that does anybody know, let alone one single person, care? Do you realize that Michigan State softball team has now played one quarter of its schedule? One quarter... Is gone. It, that's done. All right, and that's the same for everybody across America. Okay, the university puts almost absolutely nothing out one way or the other. There's not a shred of exposure. There's not a shred of interest. Baseball's the same thing because I brought you know we had Jake on yesterday, but I mostly wanted to ask him to compare the rules of the major leagues this year and how they relate to college and all that. But you know, the background. I look at all these teams that have played. And you got to go deep into the website to find this stuff out. And then I thought to myself, and maybe you have an idea on this. Okay, so Michigan State, I believe if you take swimming and diving out, they've got like 23 varsity sports. The paper here covers on a quote-unquote regular basis football, men's and women's basketball and hockey. And that's pretty much it, with the exception of a few stories every now and then. Spring sports literally don't exist. In the Big Ten... Of the 14 Big Ten schools, which school in the Big Ten does the local newspaper in that market cover more of the varsity sports on a regular basis than any other, unless most, if not all of them, restrict themselves to covering football, men's and women's basketball and hockey? I'm guessing Iowa City and maybe Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, you know, Nebraska, They, as you mentioned a couple days ago, their women's volleyball team draws big numbers they've had a lot of success over the years and I, I i don't know if it's still the case but there was a time when lincoln nebraska and the lincoln nebraska area had more movie theaters than any other city in the country per capita in other words there's not a lot to do in lincoln nebraska and that's part of why the backbone of um success for the football program uh that that's part of the reason they've had such great success because they have such great fan support nationwide it's not a highly populated state but Nebraska football is in Nebraska. It's Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State all combined. It's 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 huge there, right? And that spills over to other sports in Nebraska. So I suspect that they get a lot of coverage there. But Iowa wrestling, you know, they'll have a writer that goes on the road for the Big Ten tournament. They had a writer go on the road for the dual meet at Penn State. And you know, we know newspapers are having are not as funded as they were in past years. But Iowa City, I'm guessing, um, covers their non-revenue sports more closely than any other uh, media market in the Big Ten. You know, way back when I was a student at Michigan State in the late 80s, early 90s, I was a stringer, correspondent, whatever you want to call it, over at the Lansing State Journal. And back then, you know, newspapers were were well-funded. And we covered a lot of Michigan State non-revenue sports. And we would just look at the – Steve Klein was the editor back then, sports editor. He'd look at the, uh, you know, what the schedule was, who's at home this week, okay, Women's soccer's at home. All right, we need one of these students to go out there and cover it, and we would cover it. There were other people on the staff, old-timers, full-timers, that disagreed with that philosophy vehemently. I covered Michigan State women's basketball as a beat writer back then. I know Brian Callaway still does a great job with it over there now. So there were some, you know, you know, back then I covered some Michigan State women, uh, Michigan State wrestling duels. Covered, uh, you know, I covered a field hockey game a couple of times. So it's not the way it used to be here locally. I hear what you're saying. You know, the interest kind of, you know, ebbs and flows. But if they're winning, um, and if the sport itself has some interest, I think there is something there, and maybe more than, than in the past. For instance, a volleyball, college volleyball, women's college volleyball, is the best form of volleyball we are going to see. 
I mean, yeah, there's men's college volleyball and there's there's Olympic volleyball, but basically that is the 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 the, the peak of the sport for for a general sports fan. Same thing with softball. When do you ever see fast pitch softball better than an NCAA game? That's the best that this sport has played in this country, and there's some interest in that aspect of it as well. And, and women's gymnastics, you know, they're, they're phenomenal, right? Um, and it, for any team, so there is some interest, but it's a it's a great question you raise, and it's something I ponder quite often. Well, I mean, for instance, I wonder the Bloomington newspaper. I mean, Indiana men's mm-hmm. basketball. For you know, we all know what the tradition is, okay? But their women's team is prominently ranked. Did they send a writer on the road to Minneapolis to cover the women's Big Ten tournament or not? I tend to agree with you. My guess is that the Iowa City, what is it, Citizen or the Omaha Herald uh, at Nebraska mm-hmm. or the Madison State Journal, whatever it is, because those are the number one. You know, those are the number one. Uh, you know, you know schools and sports in those areas, just like the Lansing State Journal is here, although I mm-hmm. never quite understand what their philosophy is. Nonetheless, every newspaper is struggling and figuring it out. I'd be curious to know, are there any beat writers at the Women's Big Ten Tournament in Minneapolis or not? I mean, I can't imagine the Chicago Tribune or the New York mm-hmm. Times or the Washington Post sending writers on the road just because there are you know Big Ten schools in those markets. If you're in a major market as a Big Ten school, and I always get a, a kick out of the, the, the lettering on and Northwestern's basketball uh, court says Chicago's Big Ten school. Well, kind of, because there are a lot of colleges that have Division One sports in the Chicago market. Northwestern just happens to be in the Big Ten. But I never get the feeling that the Chicago Tribune falls all over itself to make sure we've got everything, you know, front and center about Northwestern. Or the Minneapolis Tribune for that. Those are pro markets, as you know. But I thought about that, and I said, Jim must have decisions to make but the fact of the matter is is when the general public follows some of these schools and michigan state's got 23 varsity sports what's the what's the demand for regular coverage and he would know it's obvious for football and men's basketball over everything else and i think after that boy winning comes into play i will say this i was stunned looking at some of the video on the Michigan State Gymnastics home meets, a couple of them, especially Michigan, the number of people that were in the stands at Jenison Fieldhouse watching. And you know what? It's because they started winning, if that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. And they sold out 5,000. Wrestling had a sellout against Michigan, 5,000. I think that um, they won a little. They, they won impressively. Um, it's an interesting, it's an amazing show to watch gymnastics. And also, I, I, I was, I've talked about this with other people this winter. I think people coming out of COVID, I think there was some pent-up demand for people in the community and across the state that wanted to get out and watch a sporting event and who maybe hadn't in a year and a half or however long it was. I think that might have fed into it also. Uh, you know, the men's, the men's soccer team at Michigan State did real well this year. Uh, the women's team did. And, you know, I've talked about, you know, establishing something where we have a student at Michigan State cover that for us. Um, you know, pain is going to be is going to be small, but there'll be people that want that experience. and There'll be some readers that are interested in it. I will say this, Tim, at our message board at SpartanMag.com, it's called the Underground Bunker message board. If we post something about wrestling, there is a niche audience of, of, of our subscribers that are knowledgeable on it and interested in it and, and excited to hear about it. Same with hockey, same with uh, um, 
Same with gymnastics and soccer. So they are out there. But I, but to, to your point, I think it's more in Iowa City, maybe Lincoln, Nebraska. Not as much in Madison because you know they there. You know you still have Brewer and Packer fans there, and they're going to dominate the, the sports market there. Indiana Hoosiers. Everybody knows this basketball down there. The women's team is good. They they've been selling out. They they're I'm sure they're getting more coverage. But even in Bloomington, you've got Indianapolis Colts right there. Hey, um, so they're going to get some of that interest you know, in the Indiana Pacers as well. So it doesn't sift down to the non-revenue sports as much, rightly or wrongly. But we've got our eye on, on, on the, the number of fans that show up for these sporting events. And if a team is winning, there's a story there. Hey, when Michigan State won the national championship across country, women's, women's cross country a few years ago, I called up the coach. We had a Q&A. We ran the Q&A back in the old Spartan magazine in print form. And one of the things I was interested in was just how did you do this? How do you recruit? Where do you get your athletes? You know, who's responsible for the great evaluation of talent that led to a national championship? I think even a football fan would be interested in those answers. Absolutely. So before I let you go, is it just me? In the spring, what gets covered the most usually around the Big Ten is spring football. But we haven't Mm -hmm. seen anything about a start date, a spring game date, anything like that relative from the university itself of spring football. Did I miss that? I was gone for eight, nine days? Or they haven't said anything, and if they haven't said anything, what do you make of that? They haven't said anything, but I think the date is set, and I think it will be uh, released here real soon within the next day or so and yeah you're right spring practice does get a lot of coverage and that's become frustrating over the years you know i remember when i first started you know going back to the the perlis days you would let people in to watch practice and we would do notebooks three times a week and we would comment on what we saw on the field that day and we're not able to go to practice anymore um and that was the case with with d'antonio and some of john l smith and it's like that all over the country a lot of programs it's not that way at purdue it's not that way at florida state but, you know, spring practice, we just try to talk to the coaches now, and whatever they tell us, we, we write. You know, last year we were talking about Davion Prim having a good spring, and he didn't get a carry this year, I don't think. So that's frustrating, and that needs to be talked about a little bit and discussed because spring practice goes on for four weeks. We want to be credible uh, with our reporting, and um, we're, we're trying to strive to, to provide that. Well, it's on 3.com, where you can follow SpartanMag.com. It's been a ter- and we got now we're in March Madness, so it's going to be very busy. Of course, men, women, and uh, the hockey, and then, of course, spring football. It's all there, and we always appreciate it when Jim's with us with our weekly Culligan MSU recruiting report. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Talk to you again next week. Hey, Tim, thanks for your coverage of high school hockey also. That was a great game at Munn Ice Arena last night. And uh, your, your comments with uh, with the coaches uh, this week. There's probably close to a thousand people there last night. I'm sure you saw the the video panning uh, Mun Ice Raiders. A classic game, six tuple overtime. I think is what it was, one to zero. The, the Capital City uh, Capitals winning that one, winning the regional finals. A lot of fun. But thanks for your coverage on that, Tim. All right, his coach, the coach who was on with us yesterday. He's coming up next. We'll get exactly what went on last night. It was an historic night in a variety of ways. Joe Ford's next as we roll on. This is the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Welcome back to the Harrison Roadhouse and the Nuthouse, two dining staples in Greater Lansing, both on Michigan Avenue. Go enjoy the Harrison Roadhouse for any Michigan State event coming up. You'll love the Harrison Roadhouse. been around for years. Dewey Bramson's turned that place into a monster sensation, right? Just like he's done it with the Nuthouse downtown right across the ballpark in the Lansing Center. Beggar's Banquet is there for you as well. Great places for dining fun for everyone. The Roadhouse, the Nuthouse, and Beggar's Banquet for you seven. 
seven days a week. The prestigious Abood Law Firm has offices in East Lansing and Birmingham and has been around since 1956. 332-5900, Abbott and Saginaw and East Lansing. Abood Law understands it's essential to get an attorney involved in your legal issues as early as possible. If you're dealing with legal problems, contact Andrew Abood and his great staff at Abood Law in East Lansing immediately and you'll get the help that you need and can depend on. Abood Law, we heartily endorse Andrew Abood, Abood Law, 332-5900. 2023 promises to be a wonderful year for Candy Ford in Charlotte, serving all the mid-Michigan area for years. John Dykstra says it's worth the drive to Lansing Road in Charlotte to visit Candy Ford. You'll find a newer used Ford car, truck, van, or SUV serving drivers for a number of years. You can shop online, okay? Go to candyford.net or go on in the showroom anytime, six days a week, all year long. 2023, a big year. You enjoy Candy Ford in Charlotte. One of Michigan's big supporters is Chupin and Sons Recyclers, located out of Kalamazoo, but a presence all over the state in the Midwest. Founded in 1968 by the family, Mark Chupin is the head these days, Tom Emmerich at his side, and recycling to make the state a better place is the aim. Google Chupin for all of the locations and opportunities to recycle and make our state cleaner. Good employment opportunities as well. From a six-person scrap metal recycler, now with over 500 skilled employees. Way to go, Shoe Pen and Sons. Discover the perfect paint for your home with 11% off. All Zinser Smart Coat paint from Menards. Plan smart with interactive tools at smartcoat.com. Buy smart in store or on. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Macintosh and Associates want to help you earn the money that matches inflation when you call 877-222-8849. Maintain purchasing power. It's important to a sound retirement plan. MarketLink returns without the risk is the specialty at Macintosh and Associates. The bank is not the best place to save money. You got options and learn how to safely double your returns over the bank CDs. Macintosh and Associates. Again, the magic number 877-222-8849. We love to endorse Duff Schroeder and his company Schroeder Homes on Dobie Road in Okemos. Everything they do at Schroeder Homes revolves around helping you make highly informed home buying choices so that you're totally satisfied. Google and check the reviews on Schroeder Homes with three communities in the Lansing area for you to build your dream home. Call for an appointment at 349-0560. The most dependable and reliable home builder in mid-Michigan we believe continues to be Schroeder Homes. You go see for yourself. Young or old, okay? Male or female? You got some pains, you got aches. Peak Performance Physical Therapy is where you ought to start first. And they've got locations now in DeWitt, Mason, Westshire Drive in Lansing, and also Grand River Avenue in Okemos. 853-6800 is the number. Before you go through all those doctors and any of those surgeries, let their people take good care of you if they've done for so many people in the area. And hey, if you mention Stout on Sports when scheduling your evaluation, you receive a free gift when you come in for your first appointment. Peak Performance Physical Physical therapy. 
Here's a question. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Well, now is the perfect time. Working for Dean Transportation contributes to the success of our schools and community. Dean Transportation is looking for caring, upbeat, and professional people to join our family business. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. Go to DeanJobs.com to apply and learn more. No experience needed. Apply now and start your paid training. Head to DeanJobs.com. That's D-E-A-N-J-O-B-S dot com. You always have a great time at Scott Berman's One North Kitchen and Bar, 5001 West Saginaw, Lansing. It's in the old Reno's West location. Dine-in or curbside service, all the info at onenorthdining.com. Or call 901-5001 for any special event. Open 11 to 11 and then till midnight on Friday and Saturday. A casual and entertainment-based environment where your gathering will have a great time every time. That's One North on West Saginaw in West Lansing. All right, don't forget, next Wednesday on our 30th anniversary, we thank Dominic McGaldy. If you're at Sparty's Coney Island in Frandor, anytime next Wednesday up till they close at 2 o'clock, your, uh, your order will be discounted 30%. That's one for every year of our anniversary. If when you check out, you simply say, happy anniversary, Tim, or happy anniversary, uh, Stout on Sports. And they're discounting everything 30%. If you mention that when you um, go ahead and cash out, that's at Sparty's Coney Island as part of our 30th anniversary observation. And that's next Wednesday, okay? I give you that. And don't forget uh, Tom's Food Centers in Okemos and Portland, all right? The entire family created Tom's Food Centers. They've been developed. They change. They update. They upgrade everything else. Convenience has always been there at Tom's Food Center, serving you in every way every day in uh, Portland and in Okemos. Lansing Sports Station, the game, 7.30 a.m. From the White Law PLLC Studios. On we go on the Driven Collision Studios. Yesterday we had, we, we don't, you know, have a lot of high school hockey coverage for a variety of different reasons during the season. But Joe Ford's in his 15th year as a high school hockey coach in the area. There's nobody been around and has seen as many things as he has. So he called in yesterday. We asked him to so that he could promote the regional championship division one game last night at Monarina. Six overtimes and a one nothing verdict later. His uh, Capital City Capitals team is on to the quarterfinals this Saturday, 5.30. 30 p.m. against Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central. That's coming up in East Lansing, and what a game it was. Whether he or anyone else thought that was going to be the way it turned out last night, I said, call in again today. we got to get the update on how it was, and it went, I guess, three and a half hours. So, Joe, I guess on the one sense, congratulations, but as a coach who's been in it for a long time, that's got to be a tough loss for the kids on the other side too, right? That's exactly correct, Tim. And again, thank you again for having me on and for promoting our game. Uh, you know, I, I've been on the other end of a lot of tough losses. Uh, I was at Michigan State on the team staff, and we got upset by Iowa State in 1998 at Yost when we were supposed to, you know, probably have a good shot to a national championship that year. And you always remember those games. And I told those kids going through the line and told Coach Jason Monahan that, you know, it's cliche, but it is true. It's a shame somebody had to lose that game. Both teams played 
so well and so gutty and so gritty. So many blocked shots, so many guys sacrificing, you know, diving in front of Bucks. Uh, both goaltenders uh, played extremely well. Dreher for East Side was just an absolute uh, a stud for them. Um, our guy, Gavin Cashenider, junior out of DeWitt, played extremely well, obviously, as well, because not only did the game obviously go on and on and on and on for six overtimes, but it was a 0-0 hockey game, and you know, it wasn't a game where it was chanceless. I mean, there were scoring chances left and right. There were times, obviously, as the overtimes went on when, you know, play dragged on maybe a little bit. <clears throat> Guys were starting to stand there straight up a little bit. But um, there, there were posts hit. There were crossbars hit. There was, you know, chances and opportunities on both sides for both teams. Um, I haven't gone through all the film yet because now we're kind of shifting gears to Forest Hill Central. But in terms of what the, some of the analytics were on it. But it was, it, it was a heck of a game. And, and it, I, feel, I do truly feel bad uh, for the East Side kids, especially the seniors, but at the same time, I mean, they have to be proud. When you get to that point of a hockey game, um, it, it, it truly is a bounce game. It, it's it's going to, at some point, something's going to break through. There's going to be a bounce of, of some kind. And uh, our, our D up top made a play, uh, got a puck through, and, and Hernan Esteban for us, um, out of DeWitt High School, was able to, to finally put it home. So um, how often did they clean the ice after regulation for six overtimes? And how long were the overtime periods themselves? And at any point, could there have been a problem with how much longer we can continue? Um, ironically, I was on the committee. The MHSA hockey committee is, is, is formed every year and uh, took over rules I, in 2000, I believe, in 2009. And that was the year after the famous Marquette Orchard Lake St. Mary's game that ended as a co-champion after eight overtimes were played. And we implemented the four overtimes uh, at five on five. And then after that, you go to a four on four with the thought that at some point then that'll start to break the ice up. Obviously, in today's game, you do have three on three now and you do have shootouts, which traditionalists like myself don't want to see it solved like that. You'd like to see it solved. Although my gut walking out of the rink last night to, it, it, on a very dark, empty campus was my God, if we'd have been playing five on five, we might still be playing this game right now. <laughs> it's all the way to like three in the morning. That's how tight and even it was. So, um, you know, four and four helps break up the game. So we did resurface after the regulation, resurface after every second overtime. So we got, you know, and a lot of people wanted us to, you know, I heard some smattering of booze wanted us to play on, but, you know, it, it's, and I get it, but if you think about it, you know, two eight-minute overtimes is a 60-minute, you know, 60 minutes of duration, which is essentially a 17-minute period, which is what we play regularly. And at that point, the ice should be done. And that's, that's a protocol that's been in place for quite a while. Um, I think, you know, I think looking back on it, I think hopefully everybody, you know, when you go back in your high school hockey careers as players, whether you won or lost that game, uh, and if you were at that game, um, you, you could say, hey, you know, we were, we're at the third longest high school hockey game in the history uh, as it stands right now. Um, and and uh, the, you know, the, the, the game before us was up in Traverse City in 14, and the, the longest game was in 08 in the state championship final, and, and that was you know, quite some time. So that could be something that stands for quite a while. Uh, 92 minutes and 51 seconds of played time, and, and guys just on both sides laying it out. I mean, just, just you know, um, you know, you, you, you know, the, trying to drink fluids, trying to drink water in the room in between. You know, you know, you watch these Stanley Cup playoff games that can be grinders that go into three, four overtimes, and and you know, they're like, well, what do you say to you guys in between? It's like, well, just, just, just stay positive and keep drinking water. <laughs> That's you know, with fluids, their parents bring down oranges and stuff, which we normally do, but at some point you kind of run out of power bars and oranges, and you just got to keep drinking fluids to stay in it and uh, keep it a positive, and just keep telling them, stick with it, stay in your lane. You know, you, you don't have to, no one has to be a hero. You just got to stay in your lane. 
you don't have to take too many chances because we were defending so well, and as were they, and, and finally we found a way. So what advice do you have for people who would like to watch the game Saturday at 5.30 at Suburban Ice? As you know, there's, there's only so much parking, there's only so much seating, and so on yeah. and so forth. How is that going to play out Saturday? Uh, so I'll address that. And then I heard your comment earlier, and I wanted to address the game with the game venue. So keep in mind that Mun Ice Arena is a tremendous host for us. We're able to host the event here this past year for the regional because we can play the regional during the week. Um, it's extremely scheduled. The MHSA has a very difficult job of scheduling ice at these for these high school tournament times throughout the state. Um, it's not like gym time where it's an on-campus facility. And so for Mun to host a quarterfinal such as Saturday is impossible because of the and very much improved likelihood now that Michigan State could host a Big Ten tournament series, which obviously they were very close to doing, and I think was out of Nightingale's direction. That will now be a, an annual thing for them, which is great. But that means we, you know, we can't schedule and then all of a sudden try to move the game. These things are set in August. So Suburban Ice East Lansing is the host now, where we switch back to there, which is obviously our home rink, and it is a smaller venue. But you know, last year for the Midland game, we had. I, I don't know, you know, like, don't tell the um, uh, Meridian Township Fire Marshal this, but I think we had close to a thousand people in the building. Um, so, you know, you fill up both stands and you go four or five deep. Um, there's a, a GoFan link, I believe, off the Do It High School site, or if they, I'm sorry, excuse me, I think off the MHSA website, one of the two places, quick Google searches, you'll find it, and tickets, I think, are whatever they are. But I would buy them now. Um, and obviously, uh, Forceville Central, I'm sure, will bring a great crowd over as well. So last year's atmosphere was... It will be hard to duplicate, but I think we'll duplicate it again. I think the weather will cooperate because it's supposed to move out of the area by you know by the time Saturday morning rolls around. So it should be a should be an electric atmosphere for us to get a chance to play in. So, do you feel good about your team moving forward to the next game? And do you know much about Forest Hill Central in the first place? Well, right now we're pretty tired and sore. <laughs> Um, I think that we're going to come bring them in for a really light skate today, get a skate around it, and go some walk-through stuff. We're watching some film on them. They're very good. They've got a kid uh, that has 50-plus points this year so far, and is, he's got a, he's a senior, and his freshman brother is uh, his left wing, and he's put up a point, bunch of points as well. So they've got some talented players. Um, they're traditionally a very strong program. And so far, what I've seen, you know, they're very strong. They've got really good structure for their game. They look a lot like us in terms of their structure, um, in terms of how they play. So, you know, maybe we can match that up. My biggest point emphasis right now is, is you know, we're, I just went to Meyer this morning and loaded up on chocolate milks and Gatorades and, and to bring to the right to these guys to try to get them back in a, in a recovery mode. Um, probably with the weather tomorrow, uh, we, we would normally like to get a light workout in, but what we'll do probably is just a Zoom meeting, and we do that a lot as a co-op. We do a lot of Zoom video sessions together because it's hard for the kids coming from all over to, just to meet. Um, and then from there, Obviously, we'll uh, we'll be ready to go on Saturday at five thirty. But you know, my big thing is let's just let's just get back to you know get back to a normal uh, level. Uh, the kids had to get up and go to class this morning. The first thing I told them in the room was you know this doesn't excuse you from school tomorrow. Um, you know, you're a student athlete first, and so from that standpoint, I'm hoping we can recover. Uh, they had an emotional game too. They they had you would kind of call it an upset win over Muskegon Mona Shores. So they're coming off an emotional win as well. So. Obviously, we played longer, but uh, we got a few days in between. I, I think we'll be okay, and I, you know, I like our chances to show well. So, what would the if you win Saturday and you move on to the semifinals? What and where would the schedule be next week? And do you have any idea? Does the competition moving forward rival in any way East Side, who you beat last night? It'll, it'll only get harder from here, for sure. Uh, it starts, you know, obviously with Saturday. If we can get find a way to get through that, we did Bath Frozen Four, which would be 
a big deal. You know, only two other teams in this area in the last 25 years have gotten to Frozen Four. And that's a stated, you know, for us to win the region's a, a stated program goal. And our next kind of tier step as we're trying to build this program and gain continuity with, with high school hockey in the series to get to the Frozen Four in the semifinals down at uh, USA Arena, um, down in, uh, in, in, uh, in Novi. Um, and then from there, there's a new twist this year where it's not bracketed out. Uh, we will reseed um, based on that. So, you know, you, you don't know who's going to be there. You know who's going to make it. You know, the, you, you, your obvious uh, suspects would be Heartland, Detroit Catholic Central. Um, with the realignments this year, Heartland moved up to our division. Detroit Catholic Central's been there. So those are heavy hitters. Um, they're, they've got great players. Uh, they've got kids that, uh, like a lot of our guys, have aspirations of playing junior hockey and then college hockey. And uh, you know we would we would be we'd be ready with a good week of preparation, but we'd have our hands full. Um, but obviously, right now we want to try to figure out a way to to, to get regrouped and head into uh, give ourselves the best chance to be successful Saturday night. If you win, be sure and check in with us then next week so that we can promote the fact that uh, the team is on its way to the semifinals and perhaps the finals. We'll have to see. Congrats. It was a momentous game last night. We covered it. It was worthy of that and a whole lot more moving forward. And uh, we'll stay in touch, and I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks again for all you do to promote uh, high school sports, Tim. I appreciate it. All right, Joe Ford, he's the, the 15th-year head coach of a Lansing High School hockey team. And like he said, only twice in 25 years yeah, has wild. a Lansing area team made it as far as the Frozen Four, let alone moved on farther from that. Well, it's tough the rest of the way, no question about it. Those are great teams left. As we go to break, Michigan State 7, Nebraska 3, six minutes to go in the first quarter of the Big Ten Women's Tournament, which is ongoing. You can watch it on Big Ten Network, or you can listen on WJIM. AM 1240. Michigan plays Penn State in the second game of the four today. On we go. It's March Madness time on the Thursday. Sparrow Stout on Sports. Here's what's on tap today here on the game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up at 1 o'clock here on WVFN, Tiger Baseball, spring training style. Tigers and Baltimore Orioles from uh, Lakeland, Florida, Joker Marchant Stadium. Then at 4, offensive-minded with Beanie Howell. And at 6.45, Red Wings hockey, 12.40 WJIM uh, against the Seattle Kraken. Red Wings and the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Right now, yeah, as uh, Tim just said, you can hear the uh, MSU women's basketball game over on 12.40. Uh, right now. And that's what's on tap. The game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Our friend Val Orlando has done so well with City Limits in Mason, right? Well, he also has an all-state insurance agency that you hear us talk about uh, all the time. He has a new location now with same great service. Stop in and say hello. The new all-state office next to the Secretary of State's office on Cedar Street and College Road, just off 127. Call for information on all-state insurance options at Val Orlando's agency at 969-5300. That's 969-5300. Valorlanders Allstate Insurance. In these uncertain times, two things are critical. Keeping costs down and your ability to communicate. The Antenna Men can install a new TV antenna and save you money by cutting the cord with cable and satellite. And Cell Signal Pros can install a cell booster to improve your in-home communications for increased cellular usage. Call the Antenna Men and Cell Signal Pros seven days a week. Watch TV for free with the Antenna Men. 
Golfers everywhere have always known the Emerald on 127 north of St. John's as one of the great public courses in the middle of Michigan for people to play. Well, the Emerald was named the Michigan Public Golf Course of the Year in 2022 by the Golf Course Owners Association. And to me, it's no surprise Jay and Katie Eckleton run a first-class operation. Have you played the Emerald yet? Make your plans for 2023. Jay and Katie will take care of you for any special event you want. The Emerald, great golf for everyone in 2023. There's never a bad time to enjoy Melting Moments ice cream sandwiches. Available at every Michigan State University event, sports, or otherwise. And how about for a special occasion, you rent their ice cream rental carts. They're spectacular. All you have to do is Google Melting Moments Ice Cream Sandwiches. They're available, okay, in the cases at 7-Eleven and all the quality dairy stores. It's the special treat any time of the year that's spectacular. Who doesn't love Melting Moments Ice Cream Sandwiches? Dealing with backups or drains that are slow? Then you need GA Hunt Septic and Excavating Fast. Now is the time to inspect, repair, or replace your water or sewer. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This hour is sponsored by Capital Region International Airport. As we like to say, whenever you can do it, fly Lansing first with nonstops to Florida, Detroit, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and elsewhere. And check out Google Apple Vacations for the nonstop trips to the warm Caribbean nonstop from Lansing. Much less expensive parking in a neat, clean, safe environment. Get through security much quicker and more efficiently. Lansing is proud of its airport. See for yourself. And during the cold weather, Apple Vacations. Google it nonstop to the Caribbean. If you're considering any interior remodeling and you want to create a great space for hosting such as kitchens, primary baths, finished basements and the like, you're welcome. I heartily endorse custom-built design and remodeling in Okemos, and what a terrific job they did for us in all of 10 work days on a massive new deck. Custom-built has a full-service design and remodel-proven process. Their plan is for you to dream, then they design and build. Online, check custombuilt.com, a great local company in Okemos of Michael Flory to serve you. Here's some great news for anyone with sports injuries. Sparrow Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is adding four new highly skilled sports medicine surgeons to its team. If you've ever wanted to be treated by doctors who worked with MSU's top stars or the Lansing Lugnuts, now is the time. Doctors Douglas Dietzel, Andrew Scorfar, Michael Shingles, and Luke Wilcox have great experience treating athletes of all types from high schools to the pros. Learn more about their leading edge medicine at sparrow.org backslash orthopedics. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Right now, when you buy six select items, you'll save three dollars including Prego Pasta Sauce, Dan and Light and Fit, or Oiko's Greek Yogurt, and Meyer Food Storage Bags. Plus, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products are buy six, save $3, plus deposit where applicable. And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. 
Evan Wilson is ready to help you, okay, at Climax Insurance. Go to ClimaxInsurance.com, hit the Request a Quote button, get your gift card, spend it any way you want, no obligation, but then you may see that there's insurance help that he can provide you. He's done it for a lot of people. That's all I can tell you. 816-2000 is an easy phone number if you want to go that way. And remember, Deb Allerding and her staff are waiting to help you with your taxes at MidMichigan Tax, not just this year, but down the road. Then they know what your return is, know what you make, know what you get back or what you owe, and you're on your way. 694-9545. MidMichigan Tax to the rescue for most of you. Sports, opinions, and you. The station Lansing turns to for sports. Turns to for sports. The game, 7.30 a.m. On we go on the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. Culliga Water Hotline is 342-63. Our email address, tim.stout at wilx.com. Ian Lansing on this Thursday. Lois joins us in chat. Good morning. Yes, so how you doing? Good. Yeah, you were the, you had the caller that called in that didn't like the way Will Teeman did things as far as broadcasting. I think back to Bob Eufer. Now, when I first started listening to him, it was on WPAG, and WJR was very hesitant upon take, wanting to take him. And they finally gave in, and then they wished they would have taken him sooner because of, obviously, the stories that he told, great games past, great, past played, individual performances for both teams and all of the cheerleading that I did, but it turned out, and unfortunately J.R. only had him for about the last what, five or six years before he finally passed away. Man, it's been some time. Thanks, Lost. And as I often say, anybody in the public eye, there's all kinds of opinions one way or the other, right? Uh, through the years, and I only mention this because I just saw a feature on him on the Big Ten Network, the two best radio announcers for their schools that I've seen, by far. There's two that stand out. Don, I, I know who you're going to say. John Fisher at Indiana, who the Big Ten Network just featured. He's been there for 100 Football years. and men's basketball for a million years. And Paul Keels at Ohio State. You're going to say those two guys. Paul Keels is outstanding. Those two guys, to me, are the two best radio announcers by far in the Big Ten that I've heard. That okay. doesn't mean anybody else is bad. Right. I'm just saying that those two, and those two have been there for a thousand years. Gary Dolphin at Iowa's pretty good as well. He's been there a long time. Yep. And you tend to get turnover whenever contracts change. Michigan's had a lot of different contacts. Uh, contracts all the, the but the difference is is does the school want you still to call the games and in Michigan's case Michigan for many of those years wanted Beckman and Brandstatter to call the radio football mm-hmm. games now they had different people for basketball some schools have the same group of but I don't think radio has near the impact that it used to have in a variety of ways because all these games are on television if you care that much especially in football you'll watch the game or attend the game you know what I mean I don't it, when there was only one game on TV per football season or two, well, now the way you follow, especially on the road, is on the radio. That's the way people would follow it. So you would, know, and when Eufer was doing the games at Michigan, that was completely a different time and a different era. And those games weren't all on TV at the same time. Plus, he knew that shtick was the whole part of what he did. Well, but, he figured it out. He knew he knew his environment. So, but to speak. his name is still prevalent today. It is, and there is a Bob Eufer award. And he's been gone more than forty years. He's been gone a long time, and yet his name is still prevalent at the University of Michigan. So he must have done something right because people still remember who he is, uh, you know, what he did, and so on and so forth. He didn't, you know, he did not come from some kind of a broadcast background. He had sold insurance. 
Yeah, uh, that's Ann right. Arbery. She was an insurance salesman yep. who was an enormous... But in those days, it was different. Do they like you? If they like you, you do it. If they like you, you do it. Now, when you have the big conglomerate companies that take over some of these broadcasts today, and basically Michigan State does not... I've often wondered how Michigan State does what it does in broadcasting in a modern day and age, how it does what it does. But nonetheless, things are what they are. Take them for whatever they're worth one way or the other. All right, so we have uh, tonight the Red Wings are home to play Seattle. That's 7 o'clock. We got that tonight. 1240 uh, WJIM. All right, so we got that. And that's basically what the big deal is today. Tomorrow, Tigers today here coming up in just a few minutes. They're playing Baltimore in Lakeland. Uh, tie balls of what? They're, uh, that two and ended, three now. They're two and three. That ended their three-game losing streak. Yep. So their spring training record is two and three. So that's coming up. What are you pointing at? Derek Lalone just said at his uh, press conference today after the morning skate, Adam Ernie's being called up from, uh, uh, almost said Toledo, from Grand Rapids. And he'll play tonight for the Red Wings against uh, the uh, Kraken. Jacob Vrana is a healthy scratch. There's a lot of speculation now that the Wings are trying to trade Jacob Vrana before tomorrow's uh, trade deadline. Uh, who the heck knows uh, about that? And they today, if you missed it, it's our driven collision story of the day. They sent uh, Tyler Bertuzzi to the Boston Bruins for two draft picks, one of them a number one pick next year. They got rid of Philip Roenick, a defenseman yesterday, to Vancouver for draft picks. And, of course, they've re-signed Larkin for eight years. And the Larkin, NHL trade yeah. deadline is 3 o'clock tomorrow. Tomorrow. So if there's anything noteworthy, we'll get that to you. Don't forget the live stream, Stout on Sports uh, at WILX.com. Hit the live stream button. That's 3.40 today. I'll see you on the news at 6.20. Let's see. Today's Thursday. It could be Kellen tonight. I believe he's got the late sports unless Fred decides to pop in. I'm not quite sure how that schedule works out on Thursday. At 5.30 p.m. today on the Channel 10 News, there's a terrific feature, we think, on MSU Public Address announcer Jeremy Sampson. And that will be repeated on the Sunday Stout Show at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. You've been listening to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station, the game, 7.30 a.m. For Brock, I'm Tim. Friday's always a busy day. Next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we observe our 30th anniversary with a lot of giveaways, okay? We'll tell you more about those as they develop tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Be careful where you go. Stay healthy. Stay active. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Join Brock and me then as we wrap up the week when you join us for the Friday Sparrow Stout on Sports. So long. Teeman, and welcome to the Michigan Sports Brief for Thursday, March the 2nd, brought to you by Frank and Muth Insurance. Start a frank conversation about your insurance with one of our local independent agents by visiting fmins.com. Dwayne Stevens, after 25 years as a very successful assistant college basketball coach, was finally given the opportunity to have his own program when he was named the new head basketball coach at Western Michigan University, which will be today's topic of conversation. Let's be frank. Your home, vehicles, business, and life are a lot like sports. The unexpected can happen at any time. Insurance may be the last thing on your mind, and that's okay. It's the first thing on ours every day. You can depend on the Al Bordeaux Insurance Agency and Michigan-based Frankenmuth Insurance to be on your team. Visit the Al Bordeaux Insurance Agency today at www.albordeaux.com. Dwayne Stevens, after a solid playing career at Michigan State and some pro ball overseas, became a college basketball coach with stops at Oakland, Marquette, and 19 seasons at Michigan State. 
His resume is anchored with six Final Four trips and various Big Ten titles. Now as the first-year head coach at Western Michigan, he still has some old school left in him. I wish that, uh, you know, they would go back to kids leaving and having to sit out. Uh, because then there's kind of a penalty, and I just think back to my career. Uh, at one point, I really wanted to leave Michigan State because I wasn't playing as much as a freshman. And I'm looking across the country, and, uh, you know, some of the guys that I played AAU with are at Power 5 schools, and they're playing, and, you know, having some success. And, you know, it's kind of bums you out. So uh, I went in and I asked Judd, I asked him to redshirt me at the time. Uh, now I think the kid would go in and say he wants to transfer. And uh, Judd and Coach Rizzo said, no, no, just hang in there. He's going to play. And lo and behold, uh, I play uh, about 20 minutes the next game against University of Detroit. Uh, I had 19 points, and uh, the rest is kind of history. But I think in today's landscape, a guy like myself – probably would have transferred and you know you got to teach there are lessons learned you know when you fail and right now when these guys fail they run and that's not a good lesson to be teaching uh, our future fathers our husbands you know leaders in, in our country and as always we have been brought to you by Frank and Muth Insurance DBI we do office Hello, my name is Nikki. I am the sales manager at DBI. We've been providing office essentials to our customers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.